Young and Terry Jones in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drop me with that. That's the name. I need to start AKA. And then it rolls Jones. off the tongue rather naturally. Yeah. So I AKA with the AKA. Let's bring out, what does Esoteric Jones have to say <laughs> on the matter? My sister. What do you got to say, my sister? Bro, I be trying not to be, you know what I'm saying? It's just in me. I do it for my ancestors. Don't trip. I do it for the free, my nigga. Don't trip. Don't trip. I do it for the free, my nigga. Don't trip. Nice. <laughs> me, 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 me. Yo. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. I can't even Rubber say baby that. buggy bumpers. Nope. <laughs> What's up, people? This is BC. The girl B. Jones. And this is for the free. I hate when people say it's your girl, <laughs> but it's B. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Al Natural, nigga. Yay. We keep that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, nigga, it's BC, aka Amateur Time Traveler, aka OG Ben Kenobi. When you see me in the streets, act like you don't know me because I'm a introverted extrovert. Please respect the science. B. A. Your aka game is strong. I'm just B Jones. Y'all know what it is. Let's get to it. Episode three, week three. Thank y'all for tuning in again, man. Let's get to it. I'm going to do it this time. Hey! 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 Let's do it for the free, my nigga. Don't trip. <laughs> People say it's your girl all the time. Yeah, that's why I say I don't like that. It's B Jones. That's why I say it's your host. I'd be so tempted to say it's your boy. Yeah, you can't help it. It comes natural. It's your, you know what I'm saying? We out here, you know what I'm saying? Real boss stuff, man. Yeah, man, we out here, man. In a birthday party, man. You know what we doing, man. Real ball come back, street man. Street man, real life, man. Like, I, I'm not your girl. You don't even know me. <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah, but uh, so what's been up with you lately, though? Man, you know, typical working like a worker work, out here work, in worker. these mean streets of Triple D, Texas, man. Triple just, D, San Andreas. You know, just trying to get to it. But uh, all is well. Just kind of, you know, of course, keeping an eye out for the fuckery <laughs> afoot. And the niggas of the fuckery. And the niggas of the fuckery, man. So um, I felt like this week was kind of chill, man. Um. Of course, I hate to talk about your boy T Rump. Oh, yeah. You know the whole. Leandro. He said your boy. I was like, who my boy? Your boy. You know you got to put that. It's your boy. Um, yeah, that whole Angelo and now Lavar. Man, I didn't. I just saw clips of it on Twitter last night. But apparently, like Lavar Ball. Oh yeah, I saw the. I read the whole talk thing. about it. What's up? What's up? No, just Lavar was just like. Just saying, he not gonna gonna thank him. It was like he didn't do nothing. Well, I was talking more specifically about. I guess LeVar did an interview on Fox News last night. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Bro, pull it up. <laughs> Let's go to the motherfucking, like, pull that bitch up. I'm just stating the point that I'm saying is there's a lot of other things that's going on, No man. question about let it. Let him do his political affairs and let me handle my son, and let's just stay in our lane. Big smile Are on you going to say thank you to me? I'm going to say thank, thank you, you at the me? end of this interview. I will thank you. I guarantee no. it. No. Are you going to say I thank me now? I guarantee it. You know why? Are you going to thank me now? You know why? Are you going to thank me now? Not yet. You haven't earned it why yet. Why are you going to thank me? Haven't earned it yet. But We're, no, no. Why are you not going to thank me? Haven't earned it yet. Why are you not going to thank me right now? You like the word thank you? We're still short thank you? We're still short. Just to be decent, just because it's a nice thing to do, Mr. Ball, thank you for being here with me on CNN tonight. Don Lemon thanks you from wherever he is. How hard was that? And in fact, now, Don why, Lemon why should thank me, me for talking to you on his show right now. Hey, he, 
Why, he owes me why are you thanking me, though, just so, to say thank you? Wait, hold on. Will you I'm thank just saying, me why back? Why are you thanking me? Give me a couple of reasons. Will you thank me give back? Give me a first? couple of reasons why you thanking me. First, thank me back. I'm just asking. Give me a couple of reasons. I gotta know why you just thank me. You just can't say through. I mean, he made a good point, but most people, not, people most people, gonna ignore it anyway. Yo, he had the white folks people in don't the tizzy. Like him. He had the white people in the tizzy on last evening, and I was here for it. Anytime you get, <laughs> anytime you can put white people in the tizzy like that, like hats off, my G. <laughs> So yeah, that 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 happened. <laughs> that was a thing, and I, I think it was about design that Don Lemon wasn't there because it would have been Don Lemon would have gotten it. I think Don Lemon would have understood. Maybe Lamar. Maybe he, he never he, know. He's hit and miss, but lately he he's been. A lot. Hey, Don Lemon been sassy lately. Yeah, because he's an opportunist. Because it because <laughs> he's an opportunist. I don't Facts. feel like he really feels it because he could have been just as sassy before. Yeah, he's the same. This is the same guy that asked. Uh, Asked a rape victim why she didn't bite down on the penis. You know, there are ways not to perform oral sex if you oh, want to do it. Um, I was kind of stoned at the time, mm. and quite honestly, that didn't even enter my mind. Mm. Yeah. Now I wish it would have. Right. But Meaning the using of the teeth, mm -hmm. right? Yes, to, that's what I'm as thinking. Weapon, you're, yeah, I didn't even think of it. Biting. So, um, Ouch. Yes. <laughs> I, I had to ask. I think he's had the whole... You still a nigga in a coop moment. Like, yeah, you you up here and, and you spicy and you're a little sass and you got the And I feel like and to be real, I feel like he uses him being gay as a shield. Like you can't come oh, I'm, I'm a minority and I'm gay. You can't come at me. Yeah. Like and it's like oh, I think he's been humbled. So now he's he's been a little spicier lately. I think he is humble though, because he I felt like he used that before because there's a couple of times where he actually like brought it up, like in defense of himself. Mm -hmm. And then but people don't attack him with that. People just attack him because he's kinda stupid. Kinda so stupid. like so he can't really use that no more. But. Yeah. But I like the fact that it wasn't um Don, that it was this white guy. It's just it just felt right. The stars were aligned on that. And hats off to you. Mr. Ball, uh, that's one of the few interviews for me that wasn't cringeworthy. Because usually his interviews for me are a little cringeworthy. So, <laughs> yeah, that happened. Like I said, that was my first time seeing it. I just saw clips. You know, my yeah. Twitter feed kind of fed me a bits and pieces. But, you know, I agree with his main overall point. Like, if you helping somebody for the sake of helping somebody, why are we talking about it? Yeah. Yeah, that's real. Like, if you're sincere... And yeah. genuine in what you're doing, then you you don't need things. I think it came down to Trump to a whole like he understands he's hurting as far as minorities, especially black people. So he felt like this is a moment. This is an alley. This should be an alley. You. This is a layup. Yeah. I'm helping you niggas. But that's the thing. I don't. I don't. I I totally feel. I totally feel Levar because as far as we know, he didn't I do agree. anything. Nope. Like. All we know is that he said that he brought up the situation with the president and then the president like because the like I guess Trump came at him like let's make a deal. You know what I'm saying? Let's make a deal. Let's let's get these kids out of here. No. And then the president and then the president of China was like, Well, I promise you that we'll be fair. And it was like, I'm not gonna just pull no strings for you because we can't have no like, you know, size of impropriety. And then next thing you know, they were on a like you said, they were on their plane home. Is you know, you informed me of that part. Yeah. I think and, and it was like LeVar said, it ain't like you left the comfort of DC, sixteen hundred Pennsylvania and took a flight. Like you were already on a twenty one day trip, I yeah, believe. And it was, even at that, Asia. you you late, B. This this that happened. Like you didn't say Damn. nothing until you didn't say nothing until what a day before they on their way home type shit. Like he does that a lot though, but Trump is known for that. Trump just like how he was like, 
it's official. I'm going to release. I'm going to make sure that we release the the JFK the JFK files from the JFK assassination investigation. It's like, and everybody's like, oh my god, Trump's releasing this, this, that, and that. It's like, bro, there's a statute of limitations on how long something can be classified yeah. and sealed. It's up this year. This yeah. is getting us. It's like it was going to happen with Trump or whether Trump was there or not. And Trump has me conditioned, like when things like that happen, because. The majority of humans, especially America, I'll just say Americans, I can speak for everybody. We're fucking hamsters, bro. So he's going to dangle out whatever that hamster food is and say, hey, look at this. JFK, I know you guys love conspiracies. Be distracted. When I see shit like that, I'm automatically conditioned to to say, okay, what legislation is about to be passed? Yeah. What else is happening? Indictments. What yeah. else is about to roll out? Because he understands how yeah. pliable our attention is and just overall thought process is. So... That shit don't mean shit. Like yeah, people, this is a bait and switch. It's a exactly, exactly, and it's a it's a dope ass quote. I can't remember where I heard it from, but something to the effect of, "A person only shits on themselves when there's something else in the room that stinks worse." <laughs> Trump is the epitome of that. He's yeah. constantly shitting on himself because he wants you to look at a tweet. He wants you to look at all these distractions so that he doesn't think about the fact yeah. that fuck, it's these looming indictments coming out like. I'm about to be toast, and not just toast in the sense of losing presidency. I think federal time is right around the fucking corner, bro. I don't know. You never know with these type of things. This is the type of situation where niggas just get off scot free and never do shit, or they might lose their job and don't actually do no time. So yeah. you never know. But I don't know. But the I shit think is, the I, shit is wholly frustrating. It is, and I I just hope Trump's pissed off a lot of people. Enough, like he shitted on enough people on his rise, on his meteoric rise. I, Donald J. Trump, would like to piss off more people than I had pissed on. But now he, now, but now you gotta fall. No matter what that apex is, eventually you have to come back down. So I'm hoping on that way back down, people are kind of like, nope, not helping. You know what I'm saying? They start yeah. pulling that rug from under him. And I'm hoping that something, because you can't tell, it's deep, bro. You can't tell me this nigga ain't done money laundering, this nigga ain't. I mean, I, I think it stretches the gambit I'm, of federal Well, that's crimes. the thing, though. Like, a lot of these crimes are, like, 100% evident and easily provable, but then you have all these people bending over backward within the administration and within media, like Fox News and shit. It's like, well, is it really collusion? Is it really money laundering? Is it really this? Is it really that? And it's like, yes, nigga, it, it is. It really is. <laughs> yes, yeah. it really is. But they, like, they, they, they move the bar. Just like right now, you got that, uh, the dude, the dude running to be, what, a senator? And he... Was dating fourteen year old girls and shit. Uh, it's like, come on, be like the guy in Alabama. Yeah, people are literally arguing like, well, the parents' permission and this, that, and other, and all. It's like, bro, are you serious, B? Are you really are like to see Sean Hannity on TV arguing that shit? It's like Sean Hannity. Would you let a thirty plus year old man date your fourteen year old daughter? Period. And you know he wouldn't. let no. you, you know he wouldn't let that shit happen. Nope. But because this, because he's on their team and they want him to win, so they can push their policies and keep them rich. Then they act blind to it and act like fucking a pedophile isn't a fucking pedophile. But with all of this shit they're doing, another quote, I'm full of quotables tonight. The patient has to survive the cure, right? So y'all can keep doing all of this shit, but at what cost? Eventually, that patient will die, i.e., in this case, the patient is the Republican Party. Like, there's only so long you can do. And of course, there's going to be that constant base. But that little constant base of 30, I think the number last I saw was 30 or 28 percent. Eventually, they won't even be enough. But that's the thing, though. I'm not I'm, I don't know if I 100 percent agree with that, because I, I think that there's a chance that the country itself could implode before the party does. 
I.e. the and so it's bigger than Republicans. Yeah, it's bigger than like, the, the patient, the whole patient. Because they and they like you <laughs> nice. know they're they're changing rules and like, we need to amputate and moving bars and stuff all the time. So you never know. So if we don't amputate, you're right. The country implodes. Like it's yeah. good guns and butter. You gotta learn. Exactly. <laughs> if we gonna really be on that guns and butter shit, like and butter. that we'll wake up one day and a dollar won't be worth shit. <laughs> and that's a real thing. That that's a thing that happens. I believe Greece was the most recent case. Like, you wake up and all the money, it's like, oh yeah, oh we don't we don't take that money anymore. There's a bunch of places where it's recently Turkey. happened over the past like two years. Yeah, yeah, where you gotta like, yeah, like if you can spend the money at all, you gotta like search far and wide yeah. for somebody to accept that shit. But, yeah. So mm. hey guys, fun fact: buy bullets. I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> and I'm not saying buy bullets to protect yourself. It'd be currency, but that's currency. Get you a whole bunch of nine mils and. Especially to all my listeners, like you in those gun friendly states, bullets a nigga will give you bread for bullets because they in their mind they need to protect themselves. If they're a gun person like that, they're gonna be so worried about protecting themselves that they will barter for those bullets. And I know this is this feels extremist. You're looking at like, hey, I got electricity, shit's all good, but shit can go left at any moment. Yeah, even if it didn't, that's something that you could just flip. Yeah. Anyway, any, every time there's an incident, people just buy up all the guns and buy up all the bullets. Yep. So if you got a whole bunch of like these common bullets, yep. like these nine, these nine mils, these forty five rounds and stuff like that, then the main calibers. Yeah, you could just sell them on just regular, just like Craigslist type shit. Yeah. When it's not even a wartime end time type shit. Like, I'm a I'm a I'm a card carrier. I carry my pistol, and I can attest to like after the most vivid thing I can attest to is after Sandy Hook. I remember going to Walmart just to buy bullets. And I remember was, that, and it was literally like a limit. Like I could, you can't buy more than three boxes of bullets at a time. Like it gets real, and it's not because it's a shortage, but they know people are gonna go in there buy up everything and then yeah, try yeah. to flip it. So it sounds crazy, but even if you're not a gunny, buy. Bullets, <laughs> buy bullets. It's it. It could. It might save your life one day. You're yeah. welcome. And you can buy as many as you want. It's not like you're gonna get put on a yeah. list or nothing. Yeah, so. now's the time. <laughs> Clearly, you can buy as many as you want. There's no list. You ain't gonna be on nobody's list. So you can buy a fucking rocket launcher, damn near, and you ain't gonna get put on nobody's list. Facts. <laughs> but, Facts. You know you can hunt pigs with C4 here in Texas. Why? Because they're overpopulated, so they like let. Well, like, why would they, that be my choice? I don't know, but you can go on YouTube right now and watch videos where they'll like put these like little pods with a whole bunch of like food and stuff that attracts the pigs yeah. and they'll wait for a whole bunch of them to gather. It'd be like 10, 20, 30 plus pigs, yeah. like wild hogs. And um, yeah, they set it off and then you just see like pigs and pig parts just flying. That's crazy. All over the place. That's inhumane. Like if you're going to yeah. hunt it to eat it, all right, you yeah. know, pull out the gun. Well, it's just because they're a nuisance animal and they're over, they overpopulate. Have you ever, have you ever seen like what wild pigs do? They will fuck up your yard yeah they will root and they will fuck up your yeah. entire i've hunted yard. them and it's the scariest shit when oh, yeah. it's charging towards yeah, you you gotta be in a truck or something but i just had a good old 12 gauge yes we were on the back of an f-150 i yeah. had that 12 gauge ready to go feeling tactical as fuck yeah and i let that bitch fly and i was good so c4 is excessive <laughs> like i guess if you're trying to get a nest of them i guess but yeah that's just crazy this niggas in alaska hunting wolves on helicopters so <laughs> bro there's a level of hunting I'm with. I mean, that's for population control too, yeah. as well. It's just especially in the Midwest, more, deer. It's more efficient. Yeah, deer get because they will too. fuck your car but, up. But your boy El Trumpo, he um, he fucking just what is it? Deregulated the the ivory the elephant. Yeah, you can bring elephant trophies. So now you know the and your, they're in danger. The CEO of your favorite company can go 
kill some elephants and fucking that big game hunting. See, like I say, that that big game hunting shit, I don't understand. Well, see, sometimes the thing is with the when it comes to because it's not all black and white. So because people just hear like, okay, they hunt them, they're in danger. It's not black and white like that. A lot sometimes there'll be like a a old bull, whatever, that's in the pack of these elephants or whatever, and he's like killing the young calves and the young men so there won't be any competition and he's and which is stifling the population and keeping it from growing so what they'll do is they need to put that and you know the people who are in these conservationist areas and stuff like yeah. that they they decide you know that they need to put it down so that the you know the calves can grow and like you know have offspring and stuff like that and so instead of just going out there and straight killing it they'll sell they'll like auction off a tag so you can go out there and kill that designated elephant and the money goes towards their conservation effort. Yeah. But the thing is you get, you get these like phony, like yeah. organizations or groups or just little, like it might just be two or three people who's taking you on a hunt and you illegally killing elephants. And then there's the ivory trade and all that type yeah. of shit. Or so, yeah, just but, all of that shit. Like, but it's not, but it's not always just people just hear like, Oh my God, they're, you know, legally hunting endangered animals it's not always just like people being yeah like in those instances i'm for it but there's a lot of you can i mean it's still kind of weird though the person that wants to go and kill this fucking elephant yeah because like, you're not eating that Trump meat. Son. so I, you know i hate to relegate anybody's freedom to do certain things but i just feel like deer hunting if you're actually going to take that that venison and take it to the slaughterhouse and process it because it's leaner meat and because you know they've been eating juices and berries and not the bullshit <laughs> that cows are eating now yeah. in a supermarket, I'm all for that kind of hunting. Get you a thirty out six, and you have at it. Or you go bow hunting, and you have at it because yeah. you can feed yourself through the winter. I'm with that, but population control and just blowing the motherfuckers up with C4, like you said, <laughs> if it's not on that endangered, if it's not for the cause of like maybe saving a certain pack or herd or whatever. Like you said, I'm wondering about that person, like ostrich. You out there just gonna behead this ostrich, kill this ostrich, behead it, and just put it on your wall to say you did that shit? Yeah. That's, that makes, that's odd, bro. Yeah, doing it for the sake of doing it. I don't yeah. know, yeah, that's kind of weird. I don't know. White people. I've never really been into hunting and whatnot, so. It's cool when you, when you. I've been hunting, it's just never been like. Yeah. I, I want to know just enough, like, like I said, if this shit go to shit, I still like meat. I want to know how to eat some meat. <laughs> so I know how to the motherfucker shoot a deer, where to hit it, how to you know drain it. Like I've learned that whole process, yeah. and it's tedious and it sucks. And I could see though, like back in the day, why people probably appreciated their meals more because the work you have to fucking do to get that meat is not a game. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good tool to have, but I ain't just gonna. I don't just want to be out here miscellaneously killing shit, bro. But. Y'all know we got on hunting, but yeah, buy bullets, everybody. <laughs> buy yeah, thank bullets. me later. Stay safe. Eat more chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Eat more chicken. But you remember last week we was talking about um, there's like no smooth segue whatsoever. But you remember last week we was talking about um, like the this like this I don't know what do you call it? like this depressed this depression genre of yep. like hip hop and stuff like that. Yeah, and then like like right after like. During like the release edit period of the show, like Lil Pete passed away. Rest in peace, man. It was like we we're just like we we're just talking about that, but that's so crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like, and you see a lot of artists. They're like, it's weird. You see some artists. They're like, I'm gonna quit 
I'm going I'm to stop popping pills and stop doing this. And some of them, Uzi? Yeah, and then some people are just like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to go, yeah. And it's, um, I just feel like I said again, we're in this wake where there's a shift in consciousness. And yeah. um, so this mental health is one of those things, especially, I can't speak for all genres, but hip hop. Yeah. Um, whereas, even though, okay, you know, we start, it started in the Bronx. Blacks and Dominicans or Puerto Ricans or, you know, whatever. But it seems to be a light being shed, sh- shone on it. I don't know if that's a word. Finally. Like, you had your Joe Buttons, mood music. He on the cover in a straight jacket. Yeah. You know, he talked about the freestyle cypher he did where he they were on whatever bridge that is. And he was thinking about jumping off that bitch. Oh, yeah. He didn't want to be there. He didn't want to do the shit. No you know what I mean? That. You hear an Eminem now, like, going from rap god to... Hey, this criticism really bothers me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just human. Like, all of this. And I'm appreciative for it because, like I say, I never want anybody to die from it. But I'm hoping people start to take this shit serious. But I feel like what you you were just, like, the artists, especially, like, Joe Budden and Eminem, like, the music that they make, I feel like they put their emotions into the... Into their records. Yeah. And that's just them. And they put what they're going through at the time... I feel like this this newer music, it's just like, it's like making depression cool. It's making suicide cool. It's making uh, taking drugs specifically to cover up pain cool. It's like... I think that's inadvertent. I think that's collateral damage. I don't think that's intentional. I think... I, I think, think it is intentional. Because I think if you say it's inadvertent, I don't, these niggas ain't that stupid. When you like literally say, this is cool, what else are people supposed well, to let say? Me, let when me you tell like you- literally say it. Well, if you're literally saying it, like that's what all like, including little people, like little people talked about like his depression. But like, you're talking about like, like you just said, you, we talked about Joe Budden and Eminem, men of mm-hmm. a certain age, men from a different era. These kids now, they're, 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 they're first of all speaking about young souls, really, really young. Yeah. So it's kind of like that whole when you like a girl, you hit a girl. Mm-hmm. It's backwards. It's like if you like me, why are you hitting me? So it's a reverse of that, like. I hate this feeling. I don't really know how to process it. But let me make it look and sound cool because I'm a young nigga and I'm going to rap about it and y'all going to bop in the club and I'm still going to make money off of this, but I'm dying inside. Literally. I'm popping these. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't give them credit. They're not emotionally mature enough to really process it in a way that, say, a Joe Button or an Eminem or... Yeah, no, I get what you're saying as far as, like, processing what they're going through. But I'm just talking about when it comes to the music, like... You can't get a pass though when you just when you like tell people to do this shit. like we straight up like advertising misery shit like loves that. company like because it, it's different it's different there's a difference between being introspective and like being a fucking advertisement there's a difference yeah and, but that's why yeah. I say it's in a, I I don't think they have the emotional wherewithal to really s- sit there. Well, like, I'm not like, even talking about emotions. They have the intelligence to know because you can tell because but, Lil but, Uzi, but, I know this, but what I'm saying is because Lil Uzi, I don't know too much. I can't say specifically about Lil Peep because I didn't, I haven't even really I heard of him until him. this year. Right. But like Lil Uzi, Lil Uzi used to rap about what a lot of people rapped about and he used to, he used to be like a rapper rapper. You know what I'm saying? He'd wear baggy clothes and all this type of stuff. He had like, you know, he had his own little style. He wasn't doing none of this rock star shit. And then like he stole, he, it's obvious he slowly started talking more and more about drugs. So like his albums would be like half about drugs, half about street shit. And people, the drug songs and stuff like that was what is what was catching on. So he did that 
because you know it was it was bringing the popularity, so he went with that. So I don't. I feel like he made a conscious decision to do that shit. We're giving him more credit again. Like I say, it's gonna sound crazy, but I'm gonna I'm bring it home. That's still emotional immaturity, right? Let me give you an example. Your little man. Say, little man came in here and slapped the shit out of me, right? <laughs> but we laugh. We both, me and you both know it's bad. And then you might say, hey, little man, that's not nice. Don't do that. And then he gets it, but we're laughing at the same time. So he going to slap somebody else again. He going to keep slapping people. He At this point, we've told him it's wrong. He know it doesn't feel good. Or now, instead of us both, I, no, I hold on, let me finish the point. Saying, yeah. So we're both, we're bo- instead of us both laughing, now I'm crying, but you're laughing. So you're the one that he's seeking the approval of, right? So... He going to keep doing it, even though it's bad behavior. Same concept to me with the music. Like, you know it's bad, but if you have that emotional immaturity, you keep doing it because you're getting a facade of positive results, which is dumb yeah. niggas in the street still bopping to it, still dancing yeah, to I it. Yeah, I get that, but I don't, I, don't think that it's, uh, I don't think it has anything to do with emotional maturity. They know, they, they know, like, there's no way that they don't know that this is wrong or considered wrong. Like, when you literally have people telling you and you're, and you're addressing these people on a regular basis, like, I know y'all saying this or whatever, fuck mm-hmm. this shit, and all, you know what I'm saying? These people, they know this shit. They address all of these factors and all of these, all of these things, and they don't care, and they still go for it and do it. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's anything like, oh, well, I don't, I don't really understand. I, I can't, I don't think. And maybe I'm I don't projecting. You, I don't think you have to be emotionally mature at all to understand that you shouldn't advertise prescription drugs when you know that your when you know that your audience, the your target audience, who you're actively targeting, is high school kids and below. Like you know that. I guess I disagree. And these niggas and all these niggas is over eighteen, and a lot of them are over twenty one. They fake like they're younger than they are. Yeah. These niggas and these niggas guess- ain't stupid. Like I get what you're saying as far as like. As as far as like them dealing with their battling with their own issues and right. stuff like that, but at the end of the day, like they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, and I say this from the perspective I deal with these rap. I deal with rappers every day. These niggas know. I see people who be depressed and pop pills and do all this stuff just because mm-hmm. it's cool or because it's what they really feel and this that and other. But when people sit down and they make a song, especially when you naming your shit after these drugs and you name your albums after these, drugs you know it's gonna hit. And talk about yeah, it's like come you on, you know it's gonna hit. And like, I, I, I agree. you can't you can't make. Like maybe one or two songs is one thing, but when niggas got like five mixtapes, a whole catalog, you know what I'm saying? Of you know what I'm saying, the Xanax tapes type shit. And it's it, like, and that on, just goes man. into to me, I guess, the whole thing of having money just makes you more of what you are, right? So if you like, as as far yeah. as my perspective, if you're emotionally immature and drugs is what is the coping mechanism, as soon as you make that song, we don't, you know what I'm saying? We don't know how they feel. They probably feel like shit. So it's a cycle now. Now they go back to that Zan and they go back to that self-medication, but now they have more money to get more of that shit. It's a vicious cycle. And I'm not, don't think I'm sitting here like giving passes. I'm just coming from a place of, I get it. Especially I'll share as somebody who suffers from depression. So there's a level of emotional maturity and immaturity that does exist. And you, it's really hard to realize it. I, I, like I said, I can't speak from what you're saying I'm not a, a music artist. I'm just a music lover. So I just know what I hear in their voices and in their lyrics when they're doing this. And it's like, I hate this shit. I know I probably should be doing this shit, but this shit is getting me checks. These checks in turn is getting me more zannies. These zannies in turn kill this depression I'm feeling. Like, I know this shit is not cool, but I'm going to keep doing it. Or it might be something that really don't 
understand don't give a fuck because they so high they haven't even been able to process it the way i'm speaking it so there's two sides to it um and i think more might be fall on that side of like they know what the fuck they doing like they know but I, that, my that, thing is they like know even if it, but i'm saying even if they are like what you're saying like 100 like in us caught in a deadly cycle they still know what the fuck they doing be like <laughs> you still know what you do like even an addict you know what i'm saying like an addict with the heroin needle, they know that this shit is fucking them up. They know it's ruining their life. They know they can probably pinpoint the heroin as their, you know what I'm saying, as the cause of their downfall. But they still know what they're doing. It doesn't. It doesn't take away their knowledge. You I know agree. What I'm, I'm not saying like, that. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. I, and the dick. I understand the addiction plays a part. All I'm saying is these niggas 100 percent know what they're doing. So I can't give them no pass because at one point, like at what I'm not, point, I'm not at what point to. does the the does the you know the good of the many outweigh the good of the few? You know what I'm saying, like. At some point, it's just like, okay, I have to stop like trying to have compassion for you, bro, because you fucking up a generation of people. Like, yeah. So at some point, we just gonna have to say, fuck this nigga, get him the fuck out of here. Not saying any of these rappers specifically, maybe though, but like, no, I get you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. at some point, like, I don't think it's wrong to be like that. I feel like we're in this age where like everybody has to, be, we have to respect everybody's victimhood, and I'm saying, no, you don't. I agree. I agree. Now. I, if I was misconstrued as trying to like coddle them in some way or like make excuses, that's the furthest thing from what I'm trying to do. Because also with that access to money for more Zans, you also have access to the best therapist that I personally can't afford. So everything that I'm saying to you is stuff I've arrived at on my own. You know what I'm saying? Like trying not to find a coping mechanism, whether it's, as I take shots, but whether it's in alcohol or whether it's in weed or whatever low-level shit I can afford on my budget. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is a point, like you said, where there is a level of personal responsibility where you kind of got to sit down and be like, all right, my nigga, what the fuck is up? And you got to have that conversation with yourself because I don't have the access that they have. So I get it. It's a two-pronged thing. Like, yeah. it, it, it can come from two angles. So I'm not trying to exonerate these niggas. All I'm saying is, <laughs> if this reaches one of your ears, like, that, that Zanny budget you got for one month, take that and go see, a, go see a therapist. Go talk to somebody. Shit. Holler at me. I be Jonesy on Twitter, bro. Like, I'm not licensed, but I deal with this shit. And yeah. I actually have honest conversations with myself. So, that's my thing. It comes down to ha being able to have that outlet, to have that honest conversation with yourself. And I guess... This is going to kind of go into a tangent. I don't know how good of a segue this is. But record labels, where does their responsibility fall with this? Because when they see hits, they just want more hits. They have so no now responsibility because I feel like they have zero responsibility. So question. I got a question. So there is, it's hit base and it's all about priority, right? And like mm -hmm. what songs, you know, I just hear tale. You can better speak to it. I hear tale of, hey, man, I need you to make another EXO tour life. Mm -hmm. I need another... Whatever their hot song is, like, yeah. don't look at me, fucking me, whatever that X, X, X yeah. Tentacion song is. Yeah. Like, so, whether they're even acknowledging your abuse, if they come at you and you're 21 and you got this problem and they say, I need another EXO tour life, bro. How are you then going to step back and internalize that? And what are you going to then do to try to recreate that? So, I say, I guess my question is, you said, I remember in, I think maybe our first podcast, you were like, they sign you to the deal and all of that. It's all of it. It's all insurance. Where does I guess that line start and stop as far as insurance? Like, 
say little peep was signed and this happened mm-hmm. is the record label exonerated completely from any responsibility of like you got a and r in there you got somebody working with him like they saw this happening, but they didn't stop it because the music is fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. does I guess does the record label have any play in that, or is that just strictly no. business shit? I don't. I literally don't see any connection whatsoever. It's a business, like because they're just facilitating the making of records. They're not there to look over your life. And actually, a lot of times in your in your record deal it says like a lot of record deals they they stipulate like you lose money if you like you know what I'm saying if you get in trouble for drug related things if these you know what I'm saying if a b c or c happens so the you, insurance yeah, works that way there's there's even like yeah a lot of manager like even manager deals label deals they they will like they put clauses on things that will happen if you do develop a major drug addiction, if you have to go to rehab for A, B, C. So they insure themselves. And a lot of times they'll come to you and they'll let you know or they'll talk to your team and be like, hey, he's been, you know what I'm saying, like nodding off on tour or missing shows because of this, that, and other. They'll, they'll come and okay. they'll, they'll, depending on, you know, what how, you know, the nature of the deal with you. But I don't feel like they have any responsibility. That's all on you and your manager. Like, because a lot of times, I mean, sometimes, I guess, a, a label or provider manager. But re- normally, your manager is supposed to be a part of your team. That's somebody that comes yeah, up with you. That's your your manager. Is supposed, that's more on your manager than... Yeah. Than, and, I and, guess that, and at the end of the day, your manager can't make you do nothing. Right. Nobody can. Clearly. Yeah, because you're the... Tyrese. Especially when you're the talent. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, when you're the talent. I don't think... I don't feel like the record labels have any I guess more so with this versus like a Tyrese. And, and I guess even Tyrese, if he's... if if he was really taking Rex Alti, <laughs> as he says. But more so with stuff like this, like I say, I'm not exonerating and I'm not taking any onus or weight off of the artists themselves. But how much of that is really the artist when they're being controlled by substance? Like, I get what you're saying. Like, you're an adult, you're thinking, you breathing, this, that, and the other. But we only get a glimpse of that person and we just everybody responds to trauma and stresses and pressures differently. No, I, I feel you. No, I'm not I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about the addiction itself at all. The addiction with the person. I'm talking about what that person chooses to do with their platform. Like what what happens with you, I I could totally feel for you as an individual, but I I lose that. Like you know what I'm saying? I lose any of that sympathy, empathy or whatever once you start once your message starts disseminating through the people you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. right like we talk about trump all the time trump may very well be yeah. suffering from a mental illness but Absolutely. fuck that shit because his actions have ramifications far beyond just him or even just the life of his immediate family That's so it's, a, it's at this point where it's like we can't be like oh trump oh let's let's treat him with baby hands not saying that's what you're doing but no, like no, we it. can't we can't like you know what I'm saying? There's certain situations where, or there's not certain situations. There's a certain point, like I said, where the where the where the good of the many outweighs the good of the few. So there's a certain point where your act, when your actions get to a certain point, we just have to look past that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it it raises a bigger issue of the the mediums, I guess, in which these people receive this information, right? Because if if the shit is that bad, if it's that shitty to the point, like you said, we're we got 11th and 12th graders that are turning up and, and going into their granny's cabinet and taking their granny's Xanax and, you know, Klonopin yeah. and whatever. I got to then side eye the different media outlets that push it just because it's booming in. The artist is going to artist. 
or the artist is gonna make art. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. what they do. But, but I think that's even. The, I think that's a that would be a good point. Maybe 15, 20 years ago, but now the labels don't do none of that. That's all not the artist from the label part. But just like uh, like no, I'm saying like just how like like for instance, YouTube is quick to get on there and yank your shit off if it's some copyrighted shit. Why is it not the same thing applied when it's because, something that's damaged? Because there's because there's parental advisory and there's warnings and things like that. Because parents, for one, it. parents have to be parents. Right. Facts. And they don't do that's that the no main more. Thing. Like, so yeah, parents have to be parents. And yeah. and two, what I was gonna say is like nowadays, like the 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 artist has to be their own machine as far as advertising. You know, not nine times out of ten, unless you just got crazy super talent and you good, you know a and R or something like that. You but you show buddy buddy with a and R. You're not getting signed unless you already have some type of fan base, some type of you know online the presence. Done already. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. be doing shows or. Doing something, you have to have your own. You have to have your own like movement going. Absolutely. Before a label even fucks with you, you know. So I. So there's no more artist development. So all of that. So all of that, like advertising and like who you directing at, you know, picking your market and advertising to that market. That's more so and more so on the artists. They, you know, what I'm saying they control that end of the spectrum. Yeah, man, it's it's so many ways it can be attacked. I mean. And I think that's why we have that's why we have this because it's more so in the artist because like it's working so labels are running with it but like in in nineteen ninety nine if you would have tried to come out with a song talking about popping EXOs they would have no the label's like no um go back to the lab we're shelving this project I don't know man because you had mainstream I don't know because I'm trying to oh, let me think I would have to go back and look to I can't on the spot think of some shit but I guess it wasn't then it wasn't drugs and I guess that's why. We're getting this boom, and this will be a nice segue into the next topic. You're getting this boom in sexual assault allegations. Back then, it might not have been drugs as much, but it was that rapey shit. Back then, it was like they was letting that rapey shit fly, bro. Like, because it sold. Yeah, this is like all forms of media, though. Yeah, but I mean, just, just staying in the vein of music as we're talking about. And now we see like... Bro, the last, the most recent allegation, I'm not surprised by it because he he did throw a Subway sandwich at a nigga face, but the most recent one is Russell Simmons. What? He on the list, bro. For sexual assault? Yes. Like, what? I want to know what it is because they got... Uh... Grabbing the teeth. I mean, now it's anything. Honestly, yeah, I, I can see. it's a slippery slope. We just sliding down that slope, bro. I think mm. it's getting a little outrageous. Like, some of it... I... Now, listen, <laughs> I'm not trying to discount any... Real true victims, like a nigga beating his dick in front of you is a problem. You know what I'm saying? Or a nigga trying to, especially with the Harvey Weinstein shit, like all of his shit has sounded like real problems up until this point. But come on. If I put my hand on the small of your back and now you're saying sexual assault, I couldn't, like, ma, baby. <laughs> like, you're reaching now. Like, it's somebody's. But because of the because it's such a boom and it's this hashtag me too, yeah. a lot of this shit is getting life. But I think that was the wave then. I think now we're seeing the drug wave, but before it was if a bitch don't give me hers, yeah. I'm gonna pull my dick out and beat like that's a juvenile lyric. I, I I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna get mine, yeah. I'm gonna get mine, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, I think I think this will make that turn around the corner, hopefully sooner than later, because this is a little more detrimental as far as like immediate loss of life where yeah. sexual allegation yeah, it might have fucked up your career or fucked you up in, in other ways unimaginably but yeah I think that's the difference yeah I think that's the biggest difference but it's the same concept yeah 
That's some crazy times we're in. It's crazy, man. Know. These allegations. What do you, what do you, okay. I don't even like to talk about it too much because I don't want to, I'm not trying to have people come to me. <laughs> Who <laughs> like gonna crazy. come to you, bro? What you been doing? People will come to me. I ain't did talk shit. Talk your no, shit. No, I'm not talking about like that. I ain't did, I ain't nah. never sexually assaulted Nigga, that's what the fuck they pop. Talk your shit. Like I said, there's some no. of this shit that it has ain't got been... nothing to do with talking shit. Well, I, just, I'm a, I'm I, just like, talk... I just always choose my words wisely or some things I just read them. Well, I mean, this is a podcast and pod's gonna cast. So I'm going to talk about it. Like I say, some of the shit from what I'm hearing is valid and it's uncomfortable. And yeah, I get how a bitch felt the way. And some of this shit is like, come on, mommy. Mm. You try, What you trying to sell? Where mm. your book at? Like, what's up? Like, there are mm. those women that exist and we can't just let them bitches make it scot-free. Mm. I know I know for a fact, I know 100% for a fact, three 100% cases where I know, like, I know because I was there seeing it with my own eyes that a girl 100% made up rape allegations. And people always Facts. bring up, and people bring up these, and it pisses me off when I talk to, when when discussing, and half the time it'd be with, like, these super social justice warrior, ultra-feminist type. They were like, only 3% of allegations are false. I'm like, how do you know that? How do you fucking That's know That's why I want that? to talk about like, it. How do you know this? But How can you know that that percentage is fake? And I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying don't believe nobody, but I know three times, one person in my lifetime, three, I know for a fact. Not just I heard, I really believe my homeboy. Like, no, three separate times going from being a freshman in high school all the way up to being like 23, 24. In that time span, I saw three allegations and it was the same. And it's crazy because it happens the same exact way. Like they go to the same fucking playbook where yeah. a girl will act, well, she'll, she'll get drunk, push herself up on the, on a dude. And it, uh, and it's he always, rejects her. Yeah, she feels exactly. away. Exactly. And it's always, and it's always, and it's always not, and it's not the dude that's like, and it's not the dude that's like, you know, Super dis, you know, the dude in the clique is super disrespectful to women. I'm gonna get mine so I can't. It be the the cool dude, the dude with the good GPA, with his head on his shoulders, and the chick come at him. She either come at him crazy or she be drunk or something like that, and he be like, "Oh no, my no, I'm good." And then next thing you know, it's like he tried to, he was trying to put his hands down my pants. Or he tried to, he tried to take me home. I'm like, what are you talking about? For one, he didn't try to take you home. Me, him. You and two of your friends were all in the car together. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you making up these stories? Two of them involved the police. Like, that shit is so crazy. I've seen it happen three times. So you, it's just hard for me. And th- no, to no. like jump on people. Like, I want super this fast. passion because that's why I personally want to talk about it. I don't want to be PC about this shit. And in no way are we sitting here trying to deny those that really sustain some bullshit. Like we know. It happens. No, in I real know. Life. I know. I know people no, who no, are no. victims of sexual no, assault. I saying. know people who are raped. I know I, all of that. I know, I know and all that's all of I'm that. saying. I'm just dropping. You know what I'm saying? I'm just dropping that disclaimer. Like we're not coming for y'all. Like if y'all really was sustaining this shit, it shouldn't touch a nerve. But we talking about you bandwagon bitches that that want to drop. They got an Instagram boutique, or you want to drop a book, and you trying to bury a man because you got that bread. That's the shit that hurts the movement. Uh, so people, people like, no, 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 no. Saying, you don't have to say it. I'll say it. I mean, that's literally not what I'm saying. No. <laughs> oh, well, I'm saying it, I guess. My thing is, because you just, I mean, your point was whole, was your whole point just now, if I misunderstood it, was that there are women that make these claims that aren't true, but they take advantage of, in that moment, being a female is a privilege. And nine times out of 10, mm-hmm. if you're the female in that situation, they're going to believe the female. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's bitches that take advantage of that. So keeping in topic, there are bitches that see this shit and they're like, 
I saw Russell Simmons at a party. I'm going to say he touched my ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the same. To me, it's the same concept, just on a yeah. different scale. So all I'm saying is, because people like to listen and only take bits and pieces of information, we're not talking about the women that have actually sustained well, trauma. Well, what I'm saying is, I don't, I just really can't speak about it as a whole. All I know is the situations that I know. I've seen, like I said, in these three cases. So when it comes to anybody, I'm just not quick to, to just like, immediately label a guy a rapist or a sexual We're literally assaulter. saying the same thing. All I'm saying is, I can't say whether the guy did it or not. No, I'm just saying, no, it's just, when you were taking that step, like the people, the money, and, you know, seeing famous people, like, I don't know nothing about that. All I know is, because the cases, that, the situations that I'm talking about had nothing to do with none of that okay. whatsoever. It, it wasn't any money involved. It wasn't no power involved or nothing. Right. It's just a girl that got embarrassed. And I wasn't there for those situations. Yeah. I can't speak. I wasn't there for these situations. I mean, we was young. and Yeah, and I, can't, no I wasn't there for these other situations. I yeah. can't speak on those either. All I'm saying is just my under, my comprehension as an adult and being, I've seen those situations where yeah. what you're saying has happened, but I've also seen those situations where the nigga was foul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not out of the realm of possibility. So that's why I don't want to speak in directly like, oh, I'm not going to sit here and be like, man, that nigga's a creep. That nigga's a this, that nigga. I can't speak to that. They yeah. haven't, they haven't been charged. All I, I'll just bring it to the table because shit is a fucking podcast and that's what seems to be in the news right now. Yeah. So... I'm hoping that it's a young lady that hears this and gets discouraged if she thinking of coming up off of a nigga that way. That's not the way to do it, ma. That's not cool. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? But but at the same token, if this has really happened to you in real life, speak on it. Don't be discouraged by because this is the biggest thing I hear. Women don't come forward because they're often not believed. And I get that. I can attest to that personally. Yeah. As a from a child being sexually assaulted, bringing yeah. it to an adult and being told to be quiet. Yeah. So there is two sections of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where women don't come forward because they don't feel like they'll be believed. But when those one or two brave Indians go over that proverbial hill and they are believed, that's why you see such a flux of women following behind it. Now the task becomes how do we cipher through the women that really went through this shit and the women is just trying to pop get their instagram boutique popping you know what i'm saying like it, it it's almost it almost harkens back to colin kaepernick to the point like you even said i don't even know what the fucking kneeling is for anymore yeah, you know I mean, what i'm I know saying why he kneeled, yeah. now, you know why like, he kneeled everybody got a different reason they literally you, have different reasons you see you what i'm them, saying yeah. so this is that slippery slope that's why i wanted to bring this up this is that slippery slope i feel like we're on with this like there's really bitches out here excuse me when i say bitches y'all I don't mean it like that. Just just roll with me. Fuck it. You in my house. Bitches. When bitches be like, hey, this nigga touched my this, that, and uh, my hoo-ha, showed me his dick. Like, I get it. How that can be traumatic, especially if you don't... I don't want to see dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I get it. But then you got those other ones that are opportunists. And I just want you opportunist bitches to fall the fuck back. And the ones that have really sustained trauma, if you really have sustained it and you are able to prove it or... Whatever, get yours. I hope you get yours. Because like I said, I've been in that situation. And it's a terrible feeling not only just to be in that situation, but then to talk about it and not be believed. And I didn't have the wherewithal to actually articulate myself because I was young yeah. as fuck. So now as an adult, whatever, whatever, like speak out. Speak out for those like me that were kids and couldn't say shit. That part is fine. But I guess my gripe is with the the, the bandwagons, bro, that... 
I just yeah, I, mean, I, I don't understand. Like it. I said, I don't even like talking about it because if you it, it's like I've seen it with my own with my own eyes. Like you, if you just like just discussing the the possibility that a girl may be lying, it's like oh my god, we must believe all women. And as a woman, I'm telling you, that's bullshit. I live with res- I need because yeah, it's a it's a contradiction because are you guilty in, are, is it is are you guilty into proving is it or do we always believe the do well, we, we always believe the well we know now it? especially now especially the court of public opinion is real now that we have social media so as soon as no but people lose their jobs and shit and all kinds absolutely. of shit it's like that's crazy and not even just people we can call it call a thing a thing it's men in this situation it's the man yeah the man might lose everything that he's fucking built. Now, if he did it, yeah, I can't. I can't speak on that. Yeah. If he didn't, that's some bullshit. But that's the thing: the strength of an allegation should not hold that much weight. Just having like your name in a newspaper with the word "rapist" next to should it should not have that much weight. Even if it's alleged, people skip that. All they see is alleged rapist, means and they see your face. Most people don't know and, what alleged means. And then it can come out that you completely did nothing. There's video evidence. The girl came out that she was lying. But you, you're fucked. All that type of stuff. It's like. But you're fucked. You're fucked. So I, I get why it's sensitive as a man, but that's why I, I know you want to not talk about it, but that's why I kept bringing it back to you because I agree with you. Like this shit is some bullshit, public opinion, all that shit, especially when you've witnessed it. But then I also still have to, we still have to have this conversation for the voice of the women and the men, the women who sustained it and the men who committed it, that that shit's still not okay. That's why I'm not saying too many names. Because at this point, we don't have evidence on to say, yeah, Louis C.K., you did that shit. Well, he admitted it. Ah. (laughs) Well. (laughs) But he he admitted to pulling his dick out and jacking off. I mean, and that's not cool. So, he he was one of the few that admitted it. I just want to know the circumstance. Because, like, if if you listen, because you hear the story. It was a hotel room. They was back in the room. He asked him if he could do it. From what I heard, he asked him if he could do it. They kind of laughed in a discomfort. And... And that's when reading body language, it becomes it becomes weird, right? Because some people like oh laugh and giggle because they're uncomfortable and they they really want to say no, but it's like this is Louis C K and yeah. is he joking? Is this like is he serious? And if I'm in my hotel room, do the fuck I want to do. If I ain't fucking, if I ain't grabbing you trying to fuck you, if I want to jack off the nigga, you don't like it and leave. You don't like it and leave. I don't. I feel like I don't know how to say. I don't know how to respond to that. Just because it's um. There's certain things that are just socially acceptable, right? So I get the whole... I don't know how to answer this. I'm not saying yeah. your logic is wrong or right. Like, I'm not condemning yeah. that. It's just... It's just a certain level of... Ugh. I don't know. It's a certain way you know how to be around people. And to me, pulling out your dick, if women aren't showing interest in that, is odd. But how do you I, know that he didn't feel that... that- like obviously he felt that there was your interest. And or he, he said couldn't he, have. he spoke, but he spoke on it. He was like, he 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 asked them. And he was like, they didn't say no. Like, but they didn't say. But just not saying nothing isn't saying yes either. Yeah, but at the same time, when we in my house, like I'm not really asking you. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you this is what happened. But I'm this is but, what's happening. Okay, so but this is I can respect this more then because if with, you I'm gonna follow your train of logic, and I'm not only to cut you off, but this is your train of logic. We in my house. I want to pull my dick out and beat it. Right? No, I'm saying don't that, ask me then. Just tell me, hey bitches, I'm finna pull my dick out and beat my meat. So no, y'all want to be around a, for this? No, but I'm stick saying it's, a, it's just a cordial thing. Like that's it's just. 
that, but that's not how people talk. That's not how people do things. Like if your if your mama wants you to take out the trash, right? Well, I mean, she might get on if you if you ain't did it. She Already. might get on. She, she get might on, get yeah. on you. Or depending <laughs> yeah. on who who your mama is. But like a lot of people's mothers or parents, you know, they might say, "Hey, can you take out the trash?" They might say, "Can you take out the trash?" They're asking you a question. They're asking if you can take out the trash, but they're really telling you, that's "Take a fa- out the trash." I, I think that's a false equivalency. Because it's taking out the trash versus me showing you my dick. No, to me, but that's, that's, see, that's the thing, though. I feel like people take all of this shit. Oh, like, humans have dicks. Humans have sex. It happens. Like, people do, and people are kinky. People do weird shit behind Not knocking clothes. that. I'm a people, lesbian. No, but I'm saying, get it. But I'm saying people do weird shit behind closed doors, and people do all types of shit. So I'm saying, to me, when you're in your house, taking out the trash and beating your dick in your house is the same exact thing. But taking out your trash... And beating your dick in the house is not the same thing when you have people in your house that don't live there. I don't know your house rules. Yeah, but I don't the, know your house. But that's rules. the thing, though. But we're in my house, though. If I if I feel like pulling out my dick and jacking off, that's it's still my house. And if you don't like it, you can leave my house. Now, if I'm at your house, then then that's like an attack. Then I feel like that's a straight up attack. But if you're in my house or we'll, my we'll hotel have, or yeah. any of that, we'll have to like, de- agree just, to disagree on that because I just think. Um, What's the point of having your own place if you can't do what the fuck you want to? Don't invite me over if the things you do aren't a part of the social norm, and that's not to that's not to to to. But isn't that but isn't that kind of why a lot of people invite women to their homes and hotels to do things? That that's very not necessarily. Not ne- so we're just, not, and we're just not because about just like, I'm gonna break this down. And I don't think that's I'm like break, socially unknown. I'm gonna break like this down off. just because it's nigga. Just because I'm in this bitch with you don't mean I want to see your fucking dick. Just because I'm a, ho- a heterosexual female don't mean I want to see your dick. Okay. Like, that is so... And he asked them. And they didn't say... They you didn't don't answer. To- but that goes back to my point of not okay. saying anything does not mean yes. But It doesn't mean but yes. That, but at the same... But what I'm saying is they're and in... And you have assets but no, but to what protect. I'm saying, but what I'm saying is they're in his hotel room. So if you don't say... It's on, it's upon you to say no. And if you don't say nothing, I'm going to do what I got to do. I guess I'm a different type of nigga. Right? If I'm Louis C.K., worth whatever insert network worth here of Louis C.K., I'm looking at all you bitches out the corner of my eye. Yeah. I ain't trying to beat my dick in front of no random bitch because I know even if y'all said yes, y'all could still say y'all said no to the to, to some, some publication. You mm. know what I mean? So how comfortable are you with bitches at his like regular nigga, I mean, but it we don't. don't that's the thing. Obviously, he he felt comfortable, and we don't know. Don't we don't know so. exactly his relationship with these women. We don't know exactly. What, but the sexual what deviance, all of people that are weird, that people there's people that get I off mean, on different shit, like voyeurism. Yeah. Like some people that get off but on I'm watching. Saying, but some people uh, but that we're just assuming that that's what that is. we're assuming. Yeah, we're assuming. Hyper, yeah. We're assuming that we know that he doesn't know these women like that, and we're assuming like all the situation. All I'm saying is. When you, when we're in my house or or my room or any of that, I can do what I want, and it's upon you to leave. It's upon you to to separate yourself from the situation. Now, if I'm in your room and I'm, I'm in your house, and then I pull out my dick, and it's like, bro, what the fuck, bro, coming over here with that? I guess bullshit, I just disagree but. with that because you just don't know. Like for me, right? I'm a different. Mm-hmm. I'm a different type of bitch. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, put that shit up. Or not to you, we're family, so we're different. We're in a different <laughs> realm. But I'm just saying, like, if in that situation, right, I'm at a guy's house, say, say who thinks just like you, right? I'm he, not saying I'll pull my dick. No, out. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. I know you, you. Devil's advocate, but just see, to say it, but guys, that's the he's thing. Not I'm just dirt. being. I'm looking at it. I'm just looking at it as anything, like pulling your dick out, 
making a sandwich, but you scratching can't. your that's, ass. That's the definition of, of false it's equivalency. All this, all there, are, no, there are some No, things. I'm not talking about equivalency. I'm saying you can do anything in your house. I'm not equivalent. I'm not trying to make thing, anything equivalent to anything. I'm saying anything in your house, unless I'm physically... Unless I'm physically grabbing you, touching you, and doing some shit like that to you, you know, spraying and chemicals I guess in your what, face. I, guess that's where I we feel differ. like when you're in your in your home, in, in your home, or you're in your room that you pay for, because when you're in your hotel, is it's pretty much like your space. You pay for it to be your private space in that in that moment. Like you can do whatever you want, but like whatever I, you want. And and if you don't like it, leave. And I guess that's what we did. And it, as long as you didn't keep them from leaving, it's like you didn't block the exit but that's, or anything that's like that's that. That's why. That's why I guess I'm peeling back a different layer of it, right? Because you don't, that's why I was, I got my point back. Um, that's where I guess it differs for people because you don't know what unresolved, and like I say, even before I even make my point, we're just in different headspaces with this. And I don't know if it's a female, male perspective. I don't know what the perspective is. But it's easy to say, f -f fucking just get up and fucking leave. But you don't know that female's history. You don't know what the fuck she's been through. Right. So in that moment, you pulling your dick out has now some un like we said, people don't pay attention. And mm -hmm. I can't I know we relegated it to the black community. I'll just say people don't pay a lot of attention to their mental health until they until they encounter a trigger. Mm -hmm. Right. So now she's encountered this trigger of I'll give an example. And, and, and this not might not even apply to none of these bitches. But if it applies to them, this trigger of. Her uncle used to come in the room and pull her dick out. Yeah, he didn't stop her from leaving. But you're a kid. This is your uncle. You're supposed to respect it. This is Louis C.K. He's a celebrity. You're just trying to make connections and kind of hang out and chill. But he pulling his dick out. He's made something that should have been casual, sexual. So mm -hmm. that get up and walk out, although there's not a physical barrier and he's not physically holding you down, your own bullshit, whatever that may be, is now holding you there. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I just don't feel like it's his responsibility to even consider like their mental, their past or their mental. Well, state I think that's a shitty like person, that. and I don't want to be around that kind of person. Then that, leave. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I said, then leave. It's not that, and that's the point I'm making. It's not. You know what? And this brings me back to like actually another point with this. I, I watched the brilliant, brilliant idiots. This um, I don't, I don't want to date this podcast. I don't know what day, but the brilliant idiots. <laughs> the most recent episode that came out, it was a young lady there. She does a podcast oh, yeah, podcast with Laura Styles. Yeah, I, I don't know her name. I just know Laura Styles. But she just did that typical white woman shit, right? She was saying that same thing, like, why don't they just leave? Why don't they just leave? And I get that logic. You're not the only person. Like, I hope I'm not making you no, feel I'm not. No, that's not alienated. what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying... If like, you're uncomfortable, leave. Uh, yeah, I'm saying, and specifically in that situation... If like, you're uncomfortable, not, leave. Like, I, I'm not saying, like, if somebody's trying to, like, hey... Like no. we need to have sex or no? I'm staying this, in the I'm staying in the same I'm, vein that you're in. Yeah, I'm Pretty much, about, I'm not I'm not impeding you physically. Why don't you get a? And I'm not and I'm not and I'm not expecting any physicality. You from only got to touch me. Yeah. Just if you ain't with the shits, get up and leave. Yeah. No, I'm saying I'm bringing up her point because mm. she literally is echoing the sentiments that you echo. Mm. The only thing, and I just want to read her for a second, if mm. you don't mind. The thing about her that pissed me off though. She's saying these same things. And like I say, I can't force my ideals on you. If mm -hmm. that's how you feel, bro, I get it. Like, I, I disagree, but that's you. Like you said, this is your house. If I want to beat my dick or fart and make a sandwich, I can do that. The thing about her that was pissing me off was she, throughout the podcast, then revealed she was a victim of sexual assault, right? Mm -hmm. And then she was like, so Charlemagne finally flipped her words on her and was yeah, like, I remember that. why don't you get up and leave? I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave. 
And so Charlemagne, you know, Andrew was like, you fucking asshole. He was like, I'm not fucking asshole. She just telling everybody else to get up and leave, you know, blah, blah, blah. But she finally revealed why she had that thought. And her whole thing was, I'm judging these bitches about not getting up and leave, leaving because their trauma couldn't have possibly been as severe as mine because I couldn't leave. I hate that whole. Did she say that? Because I don't remember her saying that. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember. Yeah. I specifically remember yeah. that part. I, yes. I remember her saying because yes. she did, she said that she couldn't leave because she was literally held down and raped. And well, she was it like, wasn't in could. that same clip. No, but I'm saying, have, I, re- I listened to the whole thing. I just don't remember her saying that because she was like because Charlemagne something Charlemagne kind of it was kind of those one of those it wasn't a direct speaking to the camera it was one of those or into the mic it was one of those like looking at the side. It's like, damn, you judging him. She was like, you fucking right, I'm judging him. You know what I'm saying? I What I sustained was actually well, well, sexual no, yeah. assault. Well, well, she was saying that, but she wasn't saying it in, when she was talking about, like, raping. She was talking about, like, when she was, the the girls who, like, say, specifically, because she was bring, bringing up, like, the, the you know, I saw somebody beating their dick. And she's like, that's not the same thing as, like, what I went through. No, it's not. I agree. But you can't, but what was pissing me off about her, you, you still can't discount someone else what someone else's de- Ugh, words they mean things what someone else is defining as trauma just because their trauma doesn't look like your trauma i felt like mm-hmm. she was belittling no you can't do that i mean i think that's like because literally how the legal system is made that's why you have d- certain degrees of different crimes right. and things like that like right they, that, because they they write like like not, but it's not still, saying, not but it's still that, gonna fall in that gambit of this is a crime or this is an assault yeah there's levels to yeah, it but she wasn't saying that she wasn't saying I, that i guess i didn't she wasn't that. saying that like it's not she because what I got I from it. That. What I got from it was wasn't that she said this isn't sexual assault or this isn't that at all. But what she's saying is she it bothers. What I got from it was that it bothers her that like now people are putting the same thing as like a un, a unsolicited gesture and putting it in the same category as full on being held down and raped. And I go back and, to that because remember in the beginning I said it, it's it's levels like yeah, everything but, ain't the same. Yeah, but it's I mean it's just but it's but don't diminish. Saying. You can't diminish. My thing is, I guess, I guess oh, you can, you can, yeah. you can do it. To me, it just it's it's a it's 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 telling of your character. I, I but see that's the thing. I don't think that is necessarily wrong, especially because in this and because of this age that we're in right now. Though I feel like in normal circumstances, you you should you definitely shouldn't like try to downplay somebody's experience when compared to your own. Right. You know, or anything like that. But I feel like in today's society, twenty seventeen going forward, like I feel like a lot of a lot of people there's a lot of over victimization. Mm-hmm. And like there's a difference between just having a negative experience and being or like being or just, you know, being unhappy or you know what I'm saying, or uncomfortable versus straight up being like assaulted or you know what I'm saying, things like that. Just in the context of 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 this subject, like you know, we're the this is the age where you get a trophy for showing up. You get a, a participation trophy, mm-hmm. and and I feel like everybody everybody feels like, well, my issue is a big issue. My well, what I'm going through is a big deal. It's like. I just feel like sometimes things are just like blown way out of proportion in a lot of situations, or people feel like feel like their feel like their situation deserves way more credence than it actually does. And I get that to you, it may mean the world, but just in the context of like the big picture, it's like it's not always it's not always that big of a deal. It's just sometimes it's like just to be real, like it's just not that big of a deal. Like 
It's just not. Like, I'm not saying that you should be able to be harassed in the workplace. I'm not saying that some guy needs to be able to come massage you on the shoulders and shit like that. I feel like it's kind of fucked up to be like, oh, oh, you a rape? Oh, a guy held you down and raped you? Oh, yeah, well, this guy, he wants, he flicked my boob at a party one time. So I totally feel you, girl. Like, I, I can I can see how that would be like, no, you, you don't totally feel me. Like, it's the same realm, but it's not the same thing. And this, like you said, there's levels to this shit. But just because you're in the same program, don't mean you're on the same level. And no, 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 no. I, I think, as you're speaking now, I guess the best way to interpret it, it needs to be a high school metric almost. Like you got your freshmen, sophomores, junior, seniors, seniors, worst case scenarios. We keep ninth graders away from seniors for a reason. Yeah. So. In that sense, like you said, the boob flick, if you had to just grade levels. Yeah, of it, and, and I guess not in a way. That, yeah, not saying that, that not saying that that's not traumatic. Like, if that's never happened to you, a guy's never approached you or treated you or objectified you like that, you weren't expecting it. I'm not saying it won't be, that it can't be traumatic, but people, like, I mean, I, I'm not saying I expect it. Of, I'm not even saying I expect the person to do this, but people, it's hard for people to look at things, look outside of themselves and just look at the situation. And I'm not, and I totally understand that some people can't do that or mm-hmm. in certain situations, people, you know, in certain scenarios, people don't have the ability to do that. But at the end of the day, that doesn't change the fact that some things just are, you know, like, mm. and like I just I I can't I just I just can't bring myself to 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 say that like somebody who's being raped doesn't have the right to tell somebody who got their boo flipped or so or saw somebody jacking off you know what I'm saying saw somebody's dick you know what I'm saying I can't say that they don't have the right to say no your experience isn't the same as mine mm. but I think I think we make this narrative up as far as like that that's how the conversation is gonna go like. Yeah, I was right. Well, girl, you know, my boob was flicked. Like, women just don't like sit well, around a campfire and talk, like, discuss their stories. But we like live that. in a so, but we live in a social media age now. So that's why I specifically like saying, like, in this age, because yeah, it <laughs> mm-hmm. doesn't real people don't real normal, yeah, don't do analog that. people, they don't have those conversations. Well, you know you're what I'm saying? Right. Oh. But, to, but today, you, you make a it. post. And instantly, it becomes that. Uh, you literally see this. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you don't hear these conversations, but you see these comments Oof. directly under these Facebook posts. Oof. You see a video about a girl getting raped, and then you see a million comments of, like, people saying, go, go, girl, you go, girl. My boss used to call me sweetie all the time, and now he's fired. Like, what? Wait a minute, what? Mm. It's like, huh? Like, and you literally see and. Like, I mean, you removed yourself from the social media, but I'm pretty sure you, when yeah, you were a no, part and, of it, you saw some of those things. It makes sense. That's why I'm saying, that's why I specifically made the caveat of now, 2017 plus, like in this I age, guess I didn't realize what like, that meant until yeah, this people example. people are like, people like, because it's so easy to be a victim. To, it's so easy to be a victim. And not to say that you're not even, like everybody a victim in their own way in any situation. You know what I'm saying? There's a winner and a loser in almost any situation. Sometimes there's, all, there's nothing but losers, but... We need to recognize these and appreciate these incidents for what they are, and they're separate incidents. Yes, that's all. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what. Just I was like going. you know, what I'm saying, just like black people aren't a monolith, all victims aren't a monolith. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But you just listening to you talk, and as eloquently as you put all of that, <laughs> eloquently, yeah, that words eloquently, you put all of that rambling. I guess the next thing for me is. 
there's a lot of things that shouldn't be overreact if if we're following your chain of logic. There's a lot of things that we overreact to nowadays and we shouldn't overreact to. But I think with sexual assault, it's almost its own thing. And this is something I'd honestly rather overreact on than not. Because I think it's one of those things that's minimized greatly to the point that now we've, we see this pendulum swing. We're in the era of hypersensitivity. Hypersensitivity. And that's only because what exactly we're doing right now on this podcast, we're literally trying to map out like a layout <laughs> for the levels of sexual assault. Like we get it. It's probably on the books. They have their own thing, but most people don't know what their laws are, yeah. even in their own area on sexual assault. So I'm happy that this pendulum has swung a little bit too far over because now it's like a proverbial lighthouse. You know, when that light comes around and that bitch is pointing right in your direction and you can see everything around you for a couple seconds. I feel like this is that. Yeah. So now some good can actually be done. We can go through and sort through this shit and have these conversations and what's this and what's that and how do I feel and what is this and damn, I never thought that was assault or that ain't assault. Like, that's bullshit. Like, this shit is productive so that we can and then eventually that pendulum swing back and we'll find that happy medium in that middle ground but that doesn't happen unless we talking this shit because now I know how you think you know how I think you open me up to some shit maybe I opened you up to a line of thought that you wouldn't have otherwise even thought to go down so to me that's the champion in this shit I told y'all I'm optimistic (laughs) y'all I could find the, the silver lining in anything yeah. So, I just but like it doesn't discount from what you're is. saying. Yeah, like, yes, everything is over oversensitive. Yes, niggas are overreact, over, over, over. That's the thing. It'll swing back. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, like you said, with the the hypersensitivity, it's like people like just to hear, you know, that even that there's levels to it's like people they don't want to they don't want to hear that, but it's like. It is, and like, and, and like, not even just saying that because I think that conceptually, or I think that's how how it's going to be. Like, if you take your if you take your case to a police department, yeah, they're going to look at the severity of the case, and nobody's going to call them insensitive for that. Nope, they're going to take somebody being held down and forcibly raped a lot more serious than some guy than some homeless man running around pulling his dick out. You know, like they're they're gonna take that case a lot more serious, and nobody's saying that they're callous. But if somebody on the you know socially comments on it in that way, that like this is a this is a way more urgent case. Not saying that these people aren't traumatized from seeing this homeless dick, but like yeah, it's like they're just oh, it's just some shit is just more severe. It just is. It's like it just is, and it's crazy. I feel like people like put on these crazy blinders, like. With so much shit now, like that's that's the like I feel like with the pendulum swing that you're talking about, yeah. People put on like crazy that's what the ultra bright light. People like, put on like crazy like fucking blinders when it comes to like yeah. when it comes to certain shit, and it's just like come on, b. It's like it's just I don't know. It's just super crazy. Is <laughs> that's what happens in the pendulum swing? Sometimes that bitch swings so close to the wall, you be looking like, oh shit, is it gonna hit the side? Yeah, <laughs> and, and then, all you can do is hope for. Your school of yeah. thought, my school of thought, we agree on some things, but we I feel like we're different ends of it. Yeah. We come together, we talk about it, people out there are sparked, they think about it, they talk about it. Like, that's my goal with this shit. Yeah. I just want to spark the mind. 
Yeah, yeah, I just, I just wish people would <laughs> just, just look at things like, just more realistically. I understand like when emotions rising and flying and shit like that, but yeah. I feel like if people just looked at things a little more realistically, or like if everybody just didn't feel the need to feel so special, like it's a monster we've created. Yeah, like, so, so. like just re- we're all pieces of shit, be. We're all pieces of shit in our own little special way. And if you realize that, your life would be a lot lot easier. Yeah, man. But everybody wants to be so super fucking special, and your issue just matters so much more than everybody. Like, everybody, there's a sob story that's that's worse than your story. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, for every story, that every bad story, there's one that's worse. And it's like, I don't know, people just like, I feel like people over-exaggerate, like, so much shit. And, like, we engage in so much like fucking hyperbole and so much just like crazy shit. Like, yeah. So much crazy shit. You have some more specifics to elaborate on, or are you just saying generally? Not just in general. It's just like just a bunch of shit. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. Um, in general speaking, the average American woman, you know what I'm saying, is, yeah. is not as strong as the average American man. Like, facts. But if you say that, people are like, no, this, that, and other. Have you seen this athlete? Like, I'm not saying that that person doesn't exist. I'm just saying, generally speaking, it's a fact. It's just like, it's it's just a fucking fact. But people like to be like, no, that's not, no, no. We can do it. It's all the same. 100% equal. But then it's like, okay, so... Okay, well, if it's 100% equal, so if a girl come at me and she starts slapping me, can I just cold cock her and punch her in the face? But no, because guys are stronger. And But but you just got mad when I brought up the, when I said the same thing. It's it's just like a super contradiction. Yeah, it it's is. It's like people, I just feel like there you, are friend, differences and people need to recognize it. a double standard. Yeah. That's all it is. And those yeah. exist. And the sooner people realize double standards exist, things would be smoother. But... The conundrum, the the tricky thing about double standards are it's not always beneficial to the party that it is sometimes beneficial to, if that makes sense. <clears throat> like, in this situation, like, just from what you're saying, with the sexual assault shit, like, we know the double standard is, nine times out of ten, whether the woman is lying or not, if she say, he touched my areola, it's a problem. Yeah. Right. That's that woman exercising that privilege in that moment. It may feel good. But on the grand scale, now we have situations where women that are really being sexually assaulted on a level, like you said, the the chick on the podcast, brilliant idiots. It's almost diminished. Because of the areola touched girl, like the boy who cried wolf. Now you watering down every other claim to come and then you're going to find yourself in a situation where you really need somebody to believe you and be on your side, and ain't nobody gonna do that. <laughs> and but but that happens on a macro scale. So now yeah. instead of it just happening with individual women, it's happening. It's a yeah. You know what and I mean. And then one day your daughter might find herself in this situation because of this thing that you created. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Or that you help. So I'm not feed into. It's just I don't know. I guess yeah. Petra Shaw is one of those things. Like I get that's why you don't touch it. It's very tricky. Yeah. But, That's the bottom line. This shit is tricky. Yeah, but I'm just talking about the. But yeah, I'm just talking about the double standards and just people just looking at things like objectively. Yeah. yeah. Like of course, like and like with the men women thing, that was just a generalization. Like of course, like intelligence wise, a woman 
She probably could do more than most men, like yeah. intelligence wise. But like, I just feel like people are just so hypo. They they try to be so fair that they become hypocrites. You know, they ignore reality and they ignore facts and evidence and like things that are actually provable because they want to live in this utopia. And it's like that's just not life. It's like things actually be better if we all realize if we all recognized our flaws. You know, and we all recognize what was wrong, but it's like everybody wants to look but over that's, everything. That's where it gets where it's easier said than done for some people. Mm-hmm. You know, it really falls into that. Some people are capable of doing that, but mm-hmm. the people those those people that do engage in that, they understand how much work it is. And then you have those people that attempt to really know themselves, and before they can get even oh, yeah. get in deep, they I run because it's, it's real, bro. The, the process day. is real. I can't remember who I was talking to, but it was just like I was just talk, we were just talking about just just knowledge and being self aware, like period. Like people, a lot of people, they could they understand these things at a surface level, and they could be a lot more self aware, but they either consciously or subconsciously choose not to because once you become fully self aware, then you become responsible for everything. For everything, because you know you you really start to think about things like, damn, I'm an asshole for doing this because I see this. You know, I see the steps past my single action, you know? Yep. And, yeah. It's, it's not easy. Um, and I guess that's why I'm to the point where it's like, and I don't even know if my personal pendulum has swung too far. Yeah, but I guess I'm literally... I guess that would be being woke, I guess. <laughs> I'm literally able to, but but mine is different. Mine isn't like, let's go in and fuck up some shit and overthrow some shit. It's just like... No, I just mean... just Yeah, but yeah, whatever, whatever that situation is, I'm going to find a silver lining in it, or at least attempt to. But the most discouraging thing about that is once you find that silver lining now there's actually steps and work that has to be done to even get there people are like oh i found the silver lining i think that means i made it it's like nah that's step one now you got to build this ladder to get to that silver lining now you got to reach for the clouds it's easy to stand on the ground and look up and be like oh that's the, that's all i gotta do bam say no more fam and yeah. it's like nah so you gotta go get this wood. You gotta go build this shit. <laughs> Man, this cop, this podcast has been heavy as fuck, me. Bro, I was I was trying to lighten it up, bro. I wasn't trying to get that real, but all right. You asked me last week. I'm gonna ask you this week. What you been listening to? What have I been listening to? What have I been listening to? Oh, uh, let's see. A couple of songs off of that. Uh, without warning, the Twenty One Savage and Offset. I haven't heard a single song um, off of that album. I still been, If you had to pick one song, can you? I generally will listen to all of them. I like every single song. Is it smashing like that? A, that's the thing. It's not smashing. It's just every song is like it's a solid song. It's like you can every song on there is a solid song. It's like it's a solid album. You can put it on for a road trip. You might not just like run to just like, oh, I need to listen to this to get my day right. But like you go on a road trip, if you start it on one. You can let you fuck around, and get back to number one, and be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I don't listen to this whole thing. But um, that's how I felt about that ugly guy. No, but I, just a couple. Of, but I got a couple of songs in uh of that album in my playlist, like four or five. And then there's um, I've listened to Beach Houses three. That's high dollar song. Yeah, I still been listening that. to that. Um, yeah, I like that song. I like that song. My song. They got that like. They're like. Dance or uh, reggae kind of. Oh, you with that it. wave? Man's like not that hot. Song. 
<laughs> that's not hot wave. <laughs> I think it's a different way. I think it's a totally different way. <laughs> All right. I was about to say. Oh, uh, I think Ben's La Hot is, I think he's rap. He like grime or UK rap or some yeah, shit. But it's that same tempo. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've been listening to, I don't know, and then a bunch of like just random like singles, like a I don't know. It's a been like every week. There's like one or two it's new albums that come out, yeah. but none of them just like really stick to me. Like, mm, like I said, I still be listening to the Ty Dolla Sign. I still be playing that Twenty One. Today all day, I, I had to go hit that um that Flower Boy, Tyler the Creator. I started listening to that album at eight thirty. Had it on repeat eight thirty a.m. Mm. Had it on repeat. Didn't turn it off until one thirty p.m. Like it's a Solid ass album, man. I'm not much of a fan. I mean, I listened to the album. I listened yeah. to it. I gave it a once through. Like most new albums that come out, especially if it's like at the top on Apple Music, you know, yeah. one of the albums that they show. Were you working with the yeah, internet at all? Internet's cool. Yeah. You fuck with Sid? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's great. Her album was great, and then she dropped the EP. Uh, always, always listen. never home. I, I know it's. I, I'm trying to think of like new stuff that I've been listening to, but I still listen to Control. Mm. Sister, I mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. I, I still put that in. I can I can rock with it. That still come up in my list, but yeah, and I still listen to damn all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So still no J. Cole. <laughs> I think um, you said it with a straight face. No, I think like <laughs> neighbors is in my in my little playlist and that's what Do you I find did. yourself skipping it or you'll listen? Well neighbors? Yeah. yeah, I still listen to it. I listen to it. But I don't know. He just I was and I used to be like I used to be a really big J. Cole fan. Me like too. the warm up. Yeah, the warm That's up. That's when I got all introduced. Yeah, all of that sh- all of that. You I- put me on it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you yeah, put it on my computer one day. And I was like, what's this nigga in this letter, yeah, man? What's happening? He was going in and yeah, like I used it. to listen I used to listen to J. Cole a lot. But um I don't know. These most recent projects, they just really haven't really there's nothing wrong with them. They're not bad at all. It's just kinda boring. You know what you're gonna get on every J. Cole track? A J. Cole track. Yeah. Like that's just what it's turned into. Not that the formula is I think bad. He might, I think he might do good by from like doing a project with, a, with like not having his hands in the production at all. I like to see what that was. Do you like. think he knows how to even do that? Just rap, yeah. He a rap. I mean, we heard it one. Yeah, the nigga know how to rap. That's the nigga true. been rapping. You know what I'm saying? So just let that nigga just focus on rapping. I feel like there's not enough contrast cuz sometimes you know of course you want the you want your lyrics and your vocals to to match up with your, with the feeling of the beat but still i feel like sometimes there it a song can benefit from some kind of tension some kind of push and pull and i feel like it's too fluid all, it's too one yeah, motion i feel all, yeah i feel like all of his stuff it, it just builds together just a little bit too much and it just like loves you to yeah. sleep nap it's like, hits, hits the moniker nap king cole <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, fuck with him. The boy can spit. The boy go hard. But bro. I see what you're saying from yeah. your ear. It's like and I, I, I just and don't go. I don't run to to J Cole. It rivers. gotta be kind of raining outside, overcast, yeah. kind of cool. Like I'm feeling. I gotta feel. I mean, Forest I still Hill listen Drive. to him more than I listen to Big Sean though. <laughs> Absolutely, Forest Hill Drive. That that still gets played for me. Yeah. 2014 Forest Hill Drive. I know a lot of people. A lot of my. I have a lot of friends who love Big Sean. I'm not the biggest. Well, I won't say I'm not a big because that's the thing. The songs that I like from Big Sean, the songs. I like from I, I like really like from him. I like the verses, the songs where I'm like, damn, he killed them all. He like killed them all. But right. it's just I don't know. I feel like a lot of his songs sound like the same. Like they sound I get a lot of his songs confused. 
mm. with one of with one another. He has a signature sound. Yeah, but and... it's just not one that moves you to the point where it's like I'm checking for Sean. It's it, yeah. it feels safe to me sometimes. Like I know I'm from Detroit. I can rap out like this. I talk to Janae. I do it like this. Da, 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 and da, I da, think da, he kind of like you know what I mean. It kind of gets. Like, I was having this conversation with someone a while. This is like weeks ago, but I was having like a similar conversation like this, and they they brought up like a comparison. Was like, well, people don't uh, well people don't say that about Drake, and he sold Drake flow and this, that, and the other, and all that. And I was like, well, me personally, I think that Drake benefited because Drake didn't come into the game as a Don or a boss or, you know what I'm saying? He was like, a humble per, kid. Yeah, he was the kid from Degrassi telling, you know, getting in his emotions. My mom's Jewish. Singing love songs pretty much. You My know what I'm saying? curly. And like, <laughs> and so, but he came yeah. in like as, you know, Sean Don, I'm that nigga, this, that, and other. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like they kind of changed, that changed the expectations that people yeah. project onto you. So I feel like he suffered from that. He he proved though, because he, he withstood the, the test of time, but I just feel like the impact isn't quite the same. Yeah. But like, in general though, a lot of his music sounds the same. But like, it's a couple of verses and a couple of songs that were like, that stand out to me from him. That like, but that's Detroit. That let me know that he's like, he, he got some juice, you know what I'm saying? He just yeah. don't really stand out. To me, that's just Detroit versus Toronto. And I'm one of them niggas, I love Detroit hip hop. Like, Slum Village for me is top 10. Like, yeah, I'll fuck with As far as coming out the D, like people talk about D twelve. I know a little bit about D twelve, but nigga, to me, Slum Village, I was Jay never Dilla. that much of a D twelve fan. I just like Eminem, but like, right. like Bizarre, I wasn't really that. But like, like Slum, to me, they ate. But if you really was a Slum, yeah. like for me, the album Fantastic Volume Two was immaculate because they talking that Detroit player shit, but in a lyrical way. And Sean kind of coming up in that school. That's why I think he came out like, I got to be the Don, I got to do this, I got to put the city in my back, versus Drake had more of a clean slate on some, hey, this is just how we rock. Like, I, I shoot movies, I shoot, a, I shoot a show in the daytime, and then I, now I rap. Yeah. Now I meet Wayne, now I get this cred. Like, the approach was different. Like, he kind of let those actions, the come-ups kind of dictated the way they came on the scene, I yeah. think. You know, but... I don't know, Drake was something just so different, bro. Drake was is really the exception, not the rule. Yeah. And people fuck up because they try to follow it as a rule, and it's like, no, nigga, he's an anomaly. Like him or not. Like, I, I can't, I'm not a stan, but I respect some shit when I see some shit. Oh, yeah. Mine's hot. <laughs> Mine's just hot. Yeah. And they gone. But um, I'm still on that Wiz. Oh, yeah, that Wiz. To be honest. I... It's short. It's I mean, super short. I listen to like one song. I just I don't know. I just I don't know why I didn't cool. keep listening to it. Yeah. I like that song he got with Casey Veggies. I really like Casey Veggies. Um, I'm gonna have to listen to that because I I fuck with Casey Veggies. Yeah, I like Casey and I like uh, Dom. I wish Dom would get like. Yeah. I, I felt like I Dom was, would be a lot bigger than like he should be a lot bigger than. I his. stopped listening to Dom Kennedy a couple years ago when a nigga said uh. Uh, Black Lives Matter. I put it in her bladder. That was the last time. I, Wait, literally it? the last time that <laughs> I ever about, listened to him. What bar was that? Can you find that? I was never scared of niggas that bang. I just didn't want to shoot nobody over a chain. Black Lives Matter. Hashtag data. And all that chatter. I'm in a bladder. Whispering in the air. There ain't no one batter. The whispers on the radio. You know my status. Anyway, that was the last Dom Kennedy song I ever listened to. He don't even sound like he believed that rhyme. 
Uh, he sounds so uncertain, like his timing, his flow. Yeah, no, nah, but I was a huge Dom Kennedy fan. Me too. I just haven't really checked for none of this stuff though, and I haven't really heard nobody speak out. I saw him on a like Everyday Struggle or something like that, but yeah, I think it was. It's a lot of music that I like that comes out, but not much that really sticks, to be honest. Not lately. Like outside of those ones that I named, like you know what I'm saying, the niggas is out here making good music. Yeah, Kendrick and shit like that, shit like shit that. Like that. Yeah, um, my list is short, and I actually made a, I got to a place where I made a whole playlist of just oldies, like, I had to actually just get out of this era for a second, so, like, for a whole week, it was nothing but Aretha, Shaka, Anita, um, the fucking Spinners, (laughs) Isley Brothers, um, Sherelle, you know, Saturday Love. Like, I was, I had that shit on repeat one morning, the whole morning. Like, I just wanted that feel for a yeah. second. Because, like you said, it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, we hear this shit and it's actually jamming, but it don't stick. But when I can go back to 1970 and that bitch, I'm in there hitting the fucking Uzi Vert <laughs> shoulder shimmy in my car, yeah. nigga, in traffic. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's lit. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's lit. So. Yeah, I do that like every couple of every couple of days. Like maybe not just necessarily go back, but try to change the genre. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or something. You know, switch over to like some rock or some pop or some R and B or yeah, or go back or something. Yeah. You know, or like pick an artist, one specific artist who I haven't listened to in a long time and then just go through like all of my favorite songs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I saw one uh I think it was one day last week you tweeted, you know, time for a music cleanse. Yeah, I was literally thinking about that. It was yeah. a, a musical cleansing is much needed. Yeah. And I peeped that and I was like, huh. And I thought about it. Like, you cleanse from a lot of things. Honestly, since I've been on this earth, music is a thing that I've never cleansed from. I I can't recall a moment like once I was old enough, I remember my first music apparatus, so to speak, was, you know, the tape player. Yeah. And there wasn't a day, like, once I learned how to operate that bitch or turn on the radio, like, and I, I can't remember that age, but I listen, I literally listen to music every day. Yeah. So when you sent that tweet, I was like, damn, do I need to cleanse from that? And I thought about, like, if I could even do that. Yeah, just try, like, go on, like, three days a week listening to no music. Only podcast, talk radio. And let me tell you, like, I literally fall asleep with my headphones. I'm that person that I go through headphones every 62 days (laughs) because I fall asleep in them hoes and then eventually they short out type shit. Like, I couldn't imagine that shit, bro. Yeah. I might have to try it. I wonder wonder what that would feel like. Yeah, I I mean, I've done it. I've done it a bunch. Majority of the time, it's not on purpose, though. I remember one time I was working in this warehouse. I was working, like, 70-hour weeks. What? It might have got it might have got higher than that at one point, but I worked sixty days in a row. <laughs> sixty days, <laughs> at least it wasn't in the yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, one time I um yeah I remember this job that I had. I worked sixty days in a motherfucking row, and so it's just like a musical cleansing, like by happenstance. I didn't go sixty days without music, but there was just a lot of days. It got to a point where you, I was just coming home. Everything. I would no, but it was just a point where I would just come home and go to sleep. I wouldn't listen to nothing. I was yeah. I wouldn't listen to the radio. I wasn't watching TV. I would just go to work and I would come home, yeah. go to sleep, wake up, go to work. That's literally all I was doing. I wasn't. And so on the how way, how did to, you get through that? Like, 
Was it music that got you through them? Because that's a long stretch. That's what I'm saying. I didn't have no music. I couldn't listen. I wasn't allowed to work, listen to music in the warehouse. I couldn't. Yeah, Ooh. I was operating uh, forklift and shit, and so we weren't allowed to have on headphones and shit. So there was no music. They didn't play music in the warehouse unless it was like Christmas. Then they might play some Christmas tunes. But this is like the middle of the summer and that warehouse with no fucking AC. Mm, I know. Like those. so, it's hot than a bitch. So that's like draining even more of the energy. You working like literally every day. We work sixty days straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, that shit was that shit was pretty real. So that was like that will be like easy, easily like a week and a half, like without listening to no music. Like I will listen, I will listen to CBS Sports Radio on the way to work in the morning, and that's it. That's true. And then like I will listen to CBS Sports Radio on the way home, but it, it was like I stayed like maybe like ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes away from the job. So I'll just listen to that real quick. I get home. Because you still love sports, so it's like you gotta see. Yeah, what's and it going wasn't on. even really that. It's just like it's just them. I don't know. It's just it helped me stay up a lot easier. Like I know some people they might crank music to help them like stay awake when they driving and stuff. But like talk radio like helps me. It's like having a conversation with somebody. I dig it. So like that it just helps me stay up when I'm tired. But yeah, that shit was crazy. I was and so but yeah, I was I had like a crazy like musical cleansing. And then sometimes, like, as a creator of music, there's times where I just won't make any music. Like, I still listen to music, but I'll just purpose- purposefully not make any music. Like, not not record, mix, don't make any beats, don't write nothing, and just, like, step back. So when I come back, then I'm just, like, really, you know, just, like... I was just about to ask, so how does it feel, like, when you come back from it? Like, how does music feel? Yeah, like, when I... when Like, from a creative, like from a creative perspective, is. I feel like I make better music because sometimes you can just, especially as a producer, like not so much as a, like a recording or mix engineer, but like as a producer making beats and writing songs and stuff like that, you can find yourself getting like, you know, getting caught in pigeon held almost, yeah. And like you start doing, you start making the same type of music, start making the same musical decisions when you know what I'm saying, whenever you're faced with a certain situation, and so sometimes removing yourself, you can like. Fresh yourself and then you come back and like see things from a different angle or you're more excited to try something different, even if it's gonna be more complicated. Yeah. You know? Like putting together a puzzle and then sometimes you gotta walk away. Yeah. And come back and refresh your perspective. Yeah. So that makes sense. But yeah, I try to do that with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like with anything, because too much of anything. I probably need to, man, because this is the third time I, be, you know. I believe if I see something in threes, like I usually follow through with with it, and like this is the third time within three weeks, like musical cleanse, musical, musical cleanse has come up. So I think I'm gonna try that shit. Pray for me. Yeah, I mean, but it's plenty of. Plenty <laughs> but of yeah, podcasts I listen to podcasts. And Sh- skipping Shannon, shit like that. When yeah. you get home, yeah. Read a book. Something. But that just tells yeah. you, yeah, music is. Especially like between protests, NFL, and shit like them. That time that I would be watching the games and not listening to music, like yeah. I just plug in music. I sat down this Sunday. I sat down and watched the Cowboys. I fell asleep like in the middle of the first quarter. How did that go? What y'all? What's the record looking like? They got like? fucked up. I don't know. We like fucking five and five or something. And Zeke like sat, huh? Yeah, he out. He get six weeks. Yeah, so you get to come back like the last two weeks of the season, but we pretty much out of there. Yeah. The Eagles flew right over us. So the Eagles leading the division? The Eagles leading the NFC. What? 
Yeah, they only lost one I'm game. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, they've only lost one game. And it's so crazy. As a football fan, I miss the one season I miss is the fucking Eagles out here killing shit. Mm. The the no winning this as Eagles like that would that would be a sight to see right now, but yeah. Twenty eighteen, I'll be back though. I'll be back in full effect. But the the Eagles out here, they balling. Fuck them niggas off. Yeah. <laughs> and then are y'all even next or is it the Skins? Are we next? I don't know. We might be next. I know the I know that the fucking uh, Giants are playing horrible, but. So y'all might be, it might be y'all then the skins. I don't know, but I literally, I don't, I haven't paid attention to anybody but the, but the Cowboys. Like I know generally, like okay, they, they got a good. I know what players are are good here right. and there, but I don't know nobody's records off top or nothing like that. Like I know Antonio Brown, like got like three touchdowns off of like fucking thirteen receptions. Like he did some crazy. He had crazy numbers. I would because the nigga who I went against him in fantasy football, that nigga got so many points. Yeah. I was like, what the hell did this nigga do? <laughs> and then I saw <laughs> them highlights. That, that nigga is fooling, and it's crazy too, cause cause sometimes you see these people and they're like. Yeah, they're athletic and all that, but a lot of times they just look like normal guys. And it's like, is what really is is like is what separates them really like is it if you took somebody else right that's like their same build but just went back and gave them the same amount of training and experience, would they be able to do the same thing? But I feel like people like Antonio Brown is like makes you is a definitive. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> some niggas is just special. Exceptions. Dude. Some niggas not do the like rules. some freakish shit. Exceptions. Dude. Hence, in- exceptional. Yeah. That Except- nigga, <laughs> exceptional. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you may yeah. be, you may be able to get a spot. You may be able to get a nigga and give him enough training off the street and maybe get him a maybe he can come off third string or something yeah. playing the fourth quarter of a blowout or some shit. But like, nah, this. It's the especially some of these things like the Antonio Browns, the fucking Julio Joneses, you know what I'm saying, the Odell Beckhams of the world. These yeah. niggas are freaks of motherfucking nature. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's just that you can't account for the intangible thing. What's that thing in that person's mind that makes him? Yeah, quick? that. How does the world especially, look through his eyes? Especially Antonio Brown, because like Julio Jones is a is a beast of a man. Yeah, that's a that's a big that's a big man. Like, but fucking um. Antonio Brown is short. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Odell Beckham is not Yeah, he's not big. like crazy. He's not like cra- abnormally huge or anything like that. But it's like these niggas like just got something in them. Cause there's been plenty of there's been hundreds of people in the in the NFL before them that was built just like them. Maybe even may might have been a little bit faster, maybe jumped a little bit higher or something. But these niggas just got it. The thing Everybody can't catch a football with one finger. And that's personally one of the things that I enjoy about football, the sport itself. You know, if you break it all down and look at all the the negatives and all of that. But it is honestly, for me, the best way to gauge how us as humans, even though the average human isn't that. But to me, it shows what we're evolving into. Right. Because it seems like, like you said, you take it back to 49 or 59. You had niggas built just like. Antonio Brown or Julio Jones even but they weren't moving that way they weren't thinking that way they weren't seeing it that way so to me it just shows evolution of how humans can because that next generation watch them on film and then they mimic it and then they make it their own and make it better you see that athleticism change at least every two to three years and these things are like the modern day gladiators like yeah 
You know what I'm saying? They built different. They eat different. They My body different. Everything different. I'm breathing different. Yeah. Like it's it's loosely kind of ties in to a conversation. People probably think like, who the fuck this nigga be having conversations with? <laughs> but like, so I was having a conversation with somebody <laughs> about like, you know, the people have these roles. You have like these warriors, and you have these nomads, and you have you know farmers, and this, that, and other. But you have these different types of people. And it's like these type of people. And their personality types and their dispositions, their DNA, that shit didn't just die off. These people are still living amongst us today with these this certain nature built into them. But we're, like, forcing them into, like, little boxes. Yep. But some of them are lucky enough. You know, some of these descendants of gladiator type shit or warriors are able to let that shit out and be football players and shit like that. But, like, not everybody is. Like, people, you know what I'm saying? I've, like... If you had ADD, you know what I'm saying, like in fucking in like fucking twelve in the year twelve hundred or some shit like that, you would just be in the military. You'd probably be a military leader type shit. You yeah. probably or like an assassin or a mercenary or some shit or or any or just something. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. I feel like I don't know. I, like that's you're that's saying, standardization. Yeah, last that's exactly what I was about to say. Last week yeah. you're talking about standardization. Yep. It's so crazy when you it's see like, it applied and when you actually begin to feel it in a yeah. tangible way as a working aware adult and you're around these people like I naturally begin to look at some people and they'll, they're they in position XYZ but I'm like they would thrive in this other position not because it's about money or they deserve it but that's just something that their personality is tailored for yeah. and vice versa and that's what corporations piss me off because they never really look at the person and try to place them in the best position that's another reason i like sports like they look at the att your attributes and what you're strong at and they put you at that putting that putting gronk at tight end was smart as fuck yeah but you put that in the corporate sense they don't give a fuck about that you're gonna read this script you're gonna answer this phone you're gonna do this you're gonna do that you can't step outside these bounds and to me that's probably the most inefficient business model that could ever exist yeah it's like that with everything. It's one size fits all everything. Like, one size fits all medicine. One size fits all therapy. One size fits all entertainment. One size fits all everything. And that's just not and real. And you're supposed to, you're expected to, to fucking just find your way with this fucking whack-ass fake illusion of choice that they put out there. <laughs> red, red pill, blue pill. Red pill, blue pill. Get real esoteric on these real boys. Esoteric, man. esoteric Jones over here. <laughs> Young esoteric Jones in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> You drop me with that. That's the name. I need to start AKA. And then the it intro. rolls off the tongue rather naturally. Yeah. So I AKA with the AKA. What does Esoteric Jones have to say on the matter? My sister. What do you got to say, my sister? Bro, I be trying not to be, you know what I'm saying? It's just in me. I do it for my ancestors. <laughs> oh, man. That <laughs> they, made me think. I just had this session. They speak it through bro. me. Shout out to, man. <laughs> I had this session with this one nigga one time, but he like was freestyling. He just had this like this bar in there. He just like randomly spit the hell in there. About like, his ancestors. It was, it was like, and my ancestors. Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know the nigga too. But, That's um, buddy. Hey, I do it for the ancestors. <laughs> yeah, but for real though, that shit was so real though. <laughs> yeah. When you start doing shit for the ancestors, I, I, sit for there, the ancestors. I sit there and be like, well, my, well, I'm saying, get your, my uh, ancestors look Get your Mulan on, go hey. and uh, consult the, yeah. <laughs> the great dragon and whatnot. With it. Yeah. 
yeah, that's man. what a lot of niggas need to do out here because people out here making a lot of fugazi decisions in their life on a regular basis. They need to consult somebody. Yeah. Where's mother love when you need her? Mother love out of there. Yeah. Miss Cleo somebody. Rest in peace. She out of there, out of there. She is. Yeah, man. I remember she was in a couple years ago, man. Yeah, right. me not. I remember. I knew. I knew I was watching TV too late, and I just, <laughs> I'd get in trouble if my mama walked in if I saw Miss Cleo commercial. <laughs> yeah, I saw some Facebook. Hands I down. was watching the. Uh, I saw this like Facebook meme or some shit like that, and they were like showing the intro to Mash, and it was mm-hmm. like, it was like, you know, it's time to go to bed when this come on. And I've was, never watched the whole episode. It is it. Lo- you talk about J Cole? Yeah. Like. J. Cole is the master. My mama used to love Mash too. So my mom used to always yep. she would actively watch that shit. Yeah, she would. Like, she had she has it on DVD. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. Like that shit fucking <laughs> As soon as I hear I that. I still watch it to this day though. Okay. I still watch it. I, I watch it to go to sleep. Yeah. I'll purposely like find episodes on YouTube and like yeah, it'll help music. You. Yeah, it's one of them shows it's one of them shows you can start any episode, any season, and just throw it on. You might get you a nice little quick laugh like, God damn, they were super they racist wildly. back right, then. Right, right. They were racist as fuck. Or what the guy that's dressed like a woman <laughs> trying, trying to get, get out the military out. and yes. they kick him out because <laughs> yes. he's like the only doctor or something like no, that. No, and then you got radioed and I mean it was Man, yeah. we could talk about that. But they uh, they used to drop a lot of racist <laughs> one liners yeah. in there. But yeah, that one or like Bob Ross. I watched that. The king. Yeah. The king of painting happy little trees and giving them friends. Maybe there's a happy yeah. tree. He was that nigga. I like, but see, I like Bob Ross, but my girl don't like Bob Ross. She said, when she watched him, she said she get like a, she's like a, a heathen. Like a kitty toucher vibe. From she's <laughs> a heathen. <laughs> like, like, he's like, he's weird. Oh, <laughs> like, I love him. Especially because like, because she didn't watch, she didn't watch Bob Ross growing up at all. So like. So they, she don't know that meant nap yeah, time. Yeah, so, so it's on Netflix now. So I like put it on because she, she paints and she draws and stuff. So like, yeah. I was like, you never watched Bob Ross and you painting all that? And she's like, no. So we put on the episodes, the very first episode you told her that was the 80s right yeah and yeah. in it he was discussing the scenario <laughs> like oh yeah and all the, and all the kids they come over to my house and i give them candy and this that and other that. Oh, and no. she was like no she was like he touched he's touching kids <laughs> but does that go back to the hypersensitivity like there are genuinely men like that that ain't trying to touch kids but anything mm. that is viewed that way is like he's touching kids it's like no there's really genuinely like i think bob ross and i hope I guess maybe I'm being biased. That was the '80s, so we ain't had social media. Like, I hope he wasn't that guy, bro. I never even considered that till you told me she said that. Yeah. Because I never got that vibe as a, you know, maybe was, was it because I was a kid? Yeah, we were kids too. So. Yeah, I didn't get that vibe. But yeah. that's that's scary to think about. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you watch, but if you watch it, he's not like he, even he it, saying it. Like saying that. it was the '80s though. He's he doesn't act the same. He doesn't have the same disposition of the average adult. I agree. He of raised squirrels. Time. Like, he would take in, like, injured squirrels. Squirrels and raccoons and stuff like that. And, like, he'd paint sometimes with a squirrel in his pocket. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I'm not trying to cast it on Bob Ross. Because I fuck with Bob Ross. It's just, so. you know, we just talking shit while it's I feel like This is, like, the second time we... I feel like we brought up Bob Ross before in one of our previous podcasts. Probably have, man. Yeah, so. He's kind of the shit, bro. Like, yeah, honestly, if I can't sleep nigga. at night, I will go to his channel. I made a playlist, and I go to that on my <laughs> YouTube red, and it it's eight hours long. Yeah, some happy So I'm going to sleep through the night <laughs> just hearing him paint, and just even the sound of, like... The paintbrush, yeah, hitting the paint, like all of that shit. I don't know shit if it's a strain icy. yet. If it's not a strain yet, we need to. We don't need talk to, about it. I mean, somebody, if somebody <laughs> does it, just let me know. I got because I want to smoke it. Got but you. um, 
either like some so both you can do both do an indica and a sativa you can have your Bob Ross Kush three and a and then happy and then you can have a a happy tree Kush ooh and then you know these happy trees yeah but I, that's only two I can think of we can come up with a third <laughs> and it's this certain color that he would always use <laughs> phalo blue uh, yeah. <laughs> Phalo blue. We have to name one Phalo blue. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. remember that when you said that. Yeah, it I had to think. I paused for the calls. God and guys, I didn't even, I smoked weed and I didn't even have to Google that. I remembered it. Yeah. Phalo blue, when he goes through his whole list. Yeah, man. <laughs> we got three strains. Phalo blue, that'll be the. I really like that for free, for the free podcast. But hey. They talk about weird shit like Bob Ross. Oh, why, why are they talking about Fuck you, niggas, free. The, and the real niggas gonna respect it. <laughs> Like don't don't <laughs> don't respect that shit. Yeah, niggas yeah. is out here fucking. Uh, Wisdom brought the nigga up in rhymes. Like niggas out here fucking with Bob Ross. Niggas <laughs> is fucking with Bob Ross. <laughs> He's one of those universal figures. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what nobody say, especially when you was younger, like from a certain generation, and all you had was like Channel Thirteen, and it was time to lay down, and you watch Arthur. Like Arthur would come on, and then by the time Bob Ross came on, like that's the end of cartoon shit. Like now it's finna turn into. Public access television. Yeah, yeah. Bob Ross was that nigga. Yeah, I fuck with. I fuck with young Bob Ross. Yeah, I know for a fact that I mentioned before another podcast. I yeah, a, a fucking Bob Ross. I'll talk, I'll talk about him every time. If you want, we could do a Bob Ross. <laughs> he deserves it. He deserves all of it. You deserve it. He deserves all. You of deserve it. it. That's my nigga. Ooh. So, um, I think we should do like a running list of like. Our, we should just do like top list period. We should like yeah, and we can do like running list though. We don't have to like get it all done in one. But like, okay, we can start off with a simple. Though. Do you can you give a top five that are alive hip hop? I can. Yeah, I hate to do this. So is this including or not including like Jay Nas and like yeah, including Pop everybody? Yeah, top five that are alive. Okay, um, in no order. Top five dead alive, no order, one honorable mention. Oh, I like it. All right. Like I say, no order. Give me Nas. Give me O'Shea. <laughs> Give me Jay. Yeah. Give me Pac. Nas, O'Shea, Jay, Pac. Give me Cuddy. Kid Cuddy? Yeah. Number five. And this is disrespectful, but then 3K. <laughs> and it should probably be reversed. It should be 3K and then... But I said no particular order, but you said honorable mention. So, but anyway, yeah. today, yeah. right now, how I'm feeling, that's that's my list. Yeah, that's cool. Mine's would be Andre three thousand, and you can put it in this order. I don't give a fuck. Andre three thousand, Biggie Smalls, Jay Z, Nas, and I have to let people know. Like, I struggled with that Nas spot for a while because Nas drops a lot of albums to me that I consider to be trash, but like. His later his latter albums, but to me, Illmatic is a perfect fucking album. I agree. Perfect, like he was it's 19. a perfect. It's a perfect album. Nineteen. Don't fucking at me. So we have. So yes. what I say. So I got Andre three thousand, Biggie Smalls, Jay Z, Nas, Gucci Mane, honorable mention, Currency. Guap top five, huh? Of uh, okay. I mean, I'm not. Gucci Mane has a like. Gucci Mane has a mixtape for every six months of my life. <laughs> every six, not every year of my life. He has a mixtape for every six months. That's of my a hell life, of a man. stat. 
I get it. Yeah, like I can I literally it. like, and think, it's not that it's, like, it's not bad music. Yeah, That's and, the thing. And, and I'm not, not saying music. I'm not saying that like, oh, he has this amount of mixtapes divided by this, you know, how long? Like, no, I can literally remember. Okay, when my I remember my freshman year of college, and the first half of the year, I was jamming this this Gucci tape, and then that one, and then he dropped his album, and then you know what I'm saying, then this that, like I remember that. I remember the first time. I remember the first time I heard Gucci Mane. I remember, yeah, Gucci Mane. Gucci got a lot of. He feed the streets, b. <laughs> he, <laughs> he be feeding the streets. Hashtag he feed the streets. He feeds the motherfucking I fuck streets. With yeah, yeah, I, I, don't I, care I see if that. I like it. I, nah, shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue. Yeah. I just was like, say it was that was surprising, but I wasn't gonna argue that shit. Yeah, and like I said, all. you can put it in that order. You can put it in that exact. I'm order trying to for think. Me. Yeah, mine. Yeah, because O'Shea for me probably wouldn't be too, but I gotta say, I. I People, I feel I like understand. I, yeah, Ice Cube, Cube to me is that Cube go hard like The Predator. That's one of my favorite albums yeah. of all time. America's Most Wanted. Yeah, that'll probably be in one. Of, that probably might make my top five hip hop albums. Yeah, I don't know. I have to sit down on that list though. Yeah, but it's crazy because after that first podcast when you dropped it into me, you was like, you know, think about it, make a list. You know, we'll come back. You know, come back to it. I really went back. Yeah. Um. So like this. Outside of the oldies, when I'm not listening to like the old Aretha's and all of that, I went back to Busta Rhymes, Busta and Rhymes I got I hard. got ELE I extinction extinct extinction level event or ELE as it's called. Um, what's the other one with the dangerous when he's sitting there and yeah. uh, damn I can't think of the name of the album, but I went back to that album. Um. And it was one more he had, but pretty much I've been listening to four of his albums. Yeah. And that nigga was hard, bro. Yeah, Busta, yeah, Busta went hard. There's a lot of people that that's like that's scratching, you know what I'm saying? Up when there. disaster strikes. I wasn't gonna let myself. Yeah, when forget disaster that. strikes, yeah. That when disaster strikes. I remember that one. ELE and then I can't like say the other two escaped me, but listen to that. Listening to Death Death Squad. You remember Death Squad yeah. when it was Eric B. Um, it was Green Eye Bandit. Yeah, I don't That's know. Disrespectful. <laughs> Keith, it was Keith Murray, Red Man, and Eric Sermon. Yeah, Keith. That's the name, Eric Sermon. <laughs> that was a moment. <laughs> you yeah. Did you say Eric B? Is that I said Eric B, bro. Is that what you said? Oof. Eric B, Rocky, yeah. That's the Eric indica, Sermon. The Indica started laying on my Red Man, Eric laying Sermon. on my chest. But yeah, Keith Murray, Fatty Girl, Fatty Girl. I remember those. But that Def Squad El Nino album is fire. Yeah. Um. And it's, st- it's standing the test of time because I was like, man, I wonder is it going to sound dated? Like, I kind of get excited when I go back to that era. Yeah. Because then you can really see, like, is this really sticking? Shit, yeah. yeah. And that out to me, that album stuck. Yeah. And those Busta albums stuck. I'm going to have to go check that out, though. Yeah, man. But yeah, like, a lot of, it's a lot of artists that's, like, clamoring, you know what I'm saying? That'll easily be in my top, like, 25, you know? Like, this, like, DMX, that. DMX Dark hard, flesh of my flesh. DMX is so fucking hard. Like, how's it going? What was it? How's it going down? That song goes so fucking hard. Oh my god. Yeah, that nigga's the fucking truth. Um, let's see. You didn't have Biggie Smalls in your top five. What would you put him? Will you make your top ten, top twenty five? Maybe top, top ten. Top ten. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't have enough. Yeah. And I know people like to romanticize it, especially because of. The beef. The beef was so infamous 
that I think people romanticize <clears throat> with his contribution. Like he's he's not a slouch. Like he meant something to the culture. Don't ever mm. think I'm disrespecting that. I just don't have a body of work. Yeah. I feel you. Pop, but even the, after he died, bodies of work were still happening. And see, I know it's a controversial opinion, but I feel like the quality mm. of that body of work, I feel like Biggie's small quality over it, it trumps Tupac's quantity. I think so. Yeah, because I listen to a lot of Tupac songs, and he just sounds like a nigga I know who just like, yeah, that nigga just rap a lot. <laughs> he just raps a lot. Yeah, he was, but... It didn't, I, I don't know, it, like, his music didn't really just, I don't know, it just didn't, like, hit me like that, and, it, and he's, I don't know. I think, I think what it is with Tupac, or at least for me, maybe if I'm just speaking for me, it was the package. People fell in love with the package of Tupac, and it caused a little bit more romanization of who yeah. he is. Like, and when I say package, going back to the... Damn, coincidence. Jada Pinkett Smith? What? Same school? What? This nigga used to dance? What? This nigga write poetry? What? This nigga... Like, he was so layered as a human being. I think that was the first time... And I could be wrong, but for me, the first time I witnessed yeah. a rapper show all of those layers yeah. unapologetically. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. To go back to what you're saying, Biggie probably had the better quality, but that package is why... I feel like I hear more people say Pac over Big. Yeah, I know. I always hear people say Pac yeah. over Big. I think that's the reason. Not yeah. necessarily like say I, I recognize that. Yeah. But, yeah it's just, but when I just listen to music, like, yeah, that nigga, that nigga Big, that nigga was a beast on the mic to me. I feel like if you if it, if you had like a battle of just straight lyrics, not oh, like yeah. in a room with, with no winning over the crowd or nothing like that, where it's just straight up, just song for song, bar for bar, lyric for lyric, I think I think Big would eat that nigga. Yeah, their styles, but I think and Tupac I had a... the propensity to me not to say Biggie didn't. Ha Pac had the he could make a song bigger. It was just something about his overall yeah, he, appeal, like the energy he brought. Energy, yeah, he brought a certain energy to a track, and that you could like hear it, that package. Uh, but, but yeah. you're just saying, like, if you strip all that away, is what you're saying. Yeah. Strip all that away. I mean, I don't feel. I personally don't feel like I have to strip it away, but I just feel like. I don't know. And then I just like, I don't know. Maybe I just lean more towards like the East Coast sound too. Yeah. Cause like, even like I said, like uh, with Ice Cube, my favorite, one of my favorite albums is The Predator, the album that he went to New York to record, you know? Right. So it's like, yeah. And I, I, I dig that. Cause I, I was the biggest Wu Tang fan, even though they're not in my top 10. Like, I consider Yeah. And I would put groups on them. The, yeah. They're on their own yeah. thing. But then Thanks. it's like, okay, you do that, but Beth went solo for a second. Like, do you count that? Those solo projects? Like, well, yeah. Well, you can you can count Cause Method Takao, as an individual. Because Takao, to me is like yeah okay. That's what I meant. Just as far as because um, it's like Andre three thousand is it is is at my top. It's yeah, my number facts. one. Oh, yeah. Andre three thousand is my favorite rapper of all time, hands down. Like so, you heard his last little freestyle. All. Are you content with the idea that he might not not ever come back to music? You feel satisfied? Yeah, I mean, I mean, because you got to think though. We come from the age where it's you don't expect a nigga to rap past thirty, so you know what I'm saying. So, so you could you good with it? Yeah, if he came every every song, every track is a blessing. Every verse is a blessing. So whatever a real he does. fan, because you know them niggas that like the pressure. But that's how I feel about Cuddy. Like I'm happy he's yeah. I, on I mean, his way. I, I but I would have like, been satisfied. I, if if a nigga give me three solid albums, I can't really ask much more from him. And a lot of these niggas and gave us more. 
So, yeah, but, yeah, Three Stacks is my favorite. He's my number one all time. Tupac, I don't know, I don't know where I would put, because Tupac, I don't know. For you, what is it about 3K? What draws you in? I hear his, I hear him, I hear him and other rappers now more than any of these other rappers that people claim, like, Migos flow this, then the other, and the other. I feel like I hear three, three Andre three thousand in so many of these niggas, and it's like I hear it in, I hear it so, I hear Andre three thousand in these rappers so much that I don't even think that they realize it. That I don't even think that like they might even be like calling, consider themselves Andre three thousand fans, and they don't even mm. realize it. They're like, and I, because I personally, I, my theory is that Andre three thousand invented. Like without well, hundred three thousand, that wouldn't be Lil Wayne. He's Coca Cola. Well, I don't know about that. I'm just talking about Lil Wayne specifically. Oh, right. yeah. Like Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne's style is Andre three thousand. Like Andre, like everything that Lil Wayne, every single style that I've ever heard Lil Wayne do, I've heard Andre three thousand do it, and I heard him do it better because nobody ever complained about Andre three thousand. I guess I never looked at it that way because it's like a oh, lot you're, of people, you're teaching me something. Yeah, a lot of people wouldn't. It. A lot of people wouldn't. Like I hear it that, in Kendrick, definitely. They I hear that it in conclusion, but but see, I can hear. But that's the thing. I can hear a lot of Kendrick. I can hear. I've heard people like Pride is say, Andre three K to me. I've heard a lot of people say they hear Wayne and Kendrick before. Like the uh, like. Um, they had to add it. Yeah, sometimes Carter he gets too. there. Yeah, he he'll, he'll get there sometimes. But but then sometimes. So this is to me what makes makes Kendrick great as well is all the other things that I think makes Kendrick great lyrically is he's almost this is corny but he's the LeBron of rap like he's one of those new hybrid niggas that can pass shoot whatever whatever but in his case he can give you all your favorite rappers it still sound like like it's still Kendrick bars and you still fucking with it but that kind of that felt like M or oh, damn, that one felt like Wayne. Or oh, damn, that one felt like whatever. But for some reason to me, when Kendrick does it, it doesn't feel like a bite. Like it feels like student of the game influence. Yeah. Kendrick has mastered that of being able to flatter an artist without biting that artist. But a lot of these niggas, they don't know how to still incorporate their own style into it. So it almost feels overly 3K-like or overly... Whoever their influence is, it feels you know what I'm saying. Like they're trying to do that same exact thing. That's another thing that that's dope about Kendrick because yeah. you feel those artists, but it's like I still feel Kendrick like pulling through. Yeah. But yeah, it's gonna make I me. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna make me um look at that part a little bit more as far as listening for the three stacks. Hey, yeah, I hear three stacks and a lot of rappers. That, and that's just one or two examples right there. I hear him a lot of niggas. But yeah, he just goes. I don't know. He just goes hard to me. You'll never hear me argue and I don't, shit. I don't think I've ever... I can't think... I mean, there may be one out there that I just can't think of, but I I don't think I've ever heard a bad Andre 3000 verse. Mm. Ever. But like... and But he... And that nigga's just... I feel like he's so... Like, he gets a lot of props, but I still feel like he's underrated. I feel like people still don't understand and like... Like, do you realize that if this man decided to, like, take this angle that all these other rappers took and, like, decided to come at somebody, you know what I'm saying? If he had beef, Andre 3000 would decimate somebody's soul. I feel like he would crush somebody's soul on the mic if he decided to aim his pen at somebody. Like, Yeah. 
Um, I feel I, like there's a couple of niggas out there like that. That people that's like people. It's like yeah, we respect you, but it's like I don't feel like people's really giving. It's like people giving respect because like Jay Z. I feel like a lot of niggas like I know like Jay Z's this like you know he's this big big name, but I still feel like a lot of people is like we respect Jay Z because we're supposed to respect Jay Z. Like, yeah, I remember when I was in high school, I was uh, here in Texas, in Dallas, Texas. I was on the bus, and I was, I don't know what the conversation was, but I was like, yeah, Jay-Z's my favorite rapper. And when the dude I was talking to was like, well, I mean, everybody know that Jay-Z's the best rapper, but you know what I'm saying? Lil Flip is the best rapper. <laughs> it's like, what? It was like, so you're acknowledging, so like, it, I feel like- You're making a choice for this mediocrity. Yeah, well, I'm, and the point is not Lil Flip. The point- that I'm making yeah. the point that I'm making is that it's like yeah we yeah we know it's like people just like yeah Jay Z's great Jay Z's Jay Z I feel like it's just like a a pass you know what I'm saying like yeah we know that but this and I'm like no bro this nigga it's really that nigga he's not no he's not a hole on the mic you know what I'm saying he's not a a slouch with that pen be like I feel like a lot of niggas just really don't realize because a lot of people who are hearing this 444 didn't have never listened to a reasonable doubt you know or blueprint too yeah and all this shit or blueprint or the black one. album like any of this shit like listen to all I need on blue on the first Man. blueprint like bro this nigga's not a hoe and then like this like crazy myth like I don't give a fuck this crazy myth of like Eminem just destroying Jay Z. It's like on, on, Renegade. on Renegade. It's like what the fuck? I listen to this song all the time. And don't get me wrong, Eminem killed that. He ate that hoe. Eminem. I was about ate to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like Eminem did what he was supposed to do. Like I guess. I mean, I guess you could say he kind of, kind of. I mean, to say he outshone, like really outshine him on that, that would make me say like I skip. I fast forward to Eminem's verse. I skip Jay's, and it's not like that at all. Like Jay Z. Did more than hold his own in that shit. Especially considering, just in the rap game, period. Like, Jay-Z sent the song to that nigga. So he hears this shit, and he has the ability to one-up that nigga. Like, people, that shit happens in the industry a lot. Or just in music, period. Not even just the industry. Even a nigga just recording a song in his fucking closet. Like, there's, you know, you sing your manager, you sing your manager ver- the song with your verse on it. He got the second verse. He hear your verse... That's gonna amp him up to go even harder, or at least he knows. Like, okay, I need this is the bar. I need to at least meet that or exceed that. You know? Yeah, I dig it, man. I gotta confess, like, and this was, might be an unpopular opinion. I get sad when I hear people talk about Eminem and his greatness, and like I say, super unpopular opinion. Maybe I do not like Eminem as an MC. <laughs> I don't like him recently. I don't like his like, new stuff. He's not. He's Eminem's. He's a lot of people's top fives and shit, and people. He's not even in my top fifty. <laughs> he probably he probably in my life. But let top me tell 25. you why, and this is my caveat. I can't speak to his lyrical prowess or anything of that sort. I can't listen to him long enough to even get there because honestly, the sound of just his voice, and this is so vain and shallow. And oh, but that matters. It matters just to my ears. As soon as, especially when he gets excited. It's like he's speaking from his larynx in a way <laughs> that just doesn't agree with my ears, and it's like piercing. It's piercing to my eardrums. So I be wanting to enjoy what people say about Eminem because the guy must really be great. I can't listen to his. I cannot listen to his voice, and I I'm bothered by it. What honestly? And like I know, yeah, that is an unpopular opinion, and I don't quite feel the same way because like I have a. Like Eminem was one of the first rappers that like you put made me, on me him. like really 
want to rap, you know? Like, when I was younger, I mean, I always, there's a lot of MCs that I credit with that, like Jay-Z, Nas, like the Illmatic, like I said, was like a perfect album in my eyes. Like, there's a lot of stuff, but like Eminem was one of those artists when I was like in, I don't know, sixth, seventh grade, something like that. <coughs> it was like, whoa, this nigga is like, he's killing it. And <clears throat> not just is he killing it, he's not talking about the same shit that everybody else is talking about. Like, mind you, it was shit that like, you know, a little kid's like, oh, shit, talking about blood and guts and all kinds of weird shit like that, chainsaws and mushroom trips and shit like that. That shit's funny and shit. So, like, that appealed to me more in my adolescent mind. Yeah, yeah. But, like, this nigga's, like, lyrical skills is, like, off the charts, but it frustrates the fuck out of me because I don't feel like he really uses it anymore because <laughs> this shit is, like, the music, I personally feel like, I feel like after the Eminem show, yeah, I feel like he, like, I mean to quote his uh his label his label mate or whatever his label e that's just trash b trash okay and it's trash it's so trash what? you thought it's trash I challenge anybody who thinks it's not trash yeah and man I I listen like don't get me wrong I've listened to an Eminem song in its entirety but I can't. And I have a decent ear for music to the point where I can usually listen to a 16 once and like, I don't miss. I listen to, I, I watch battle rap. Yeah. So you got to be bar heavy, you know, bar friendly. I, I'm pretty bar friendly. So I catch the bars. But for some reason with Eminem, I can't even get to the point where I'm comfortable yeah. dissecting the bars because I'm trying to convince myself that his voice isn't annoying me. Uh, Eminem, especially if you go back, like Eminem, Eminem is hard though. Eminem is I hard. I believe it, man. Maybe but, like, I try. I, I just don't like his, I don't like none of this new shit. I don't like none of this anthem stadium back. music. I don't like none of this shit. Baby. So you don't like Walk on Water? How do you feel about Walk on Water? It's trash to me. It's pure trash. Ooh. Basura. Like, that Basura. <laughs> I would never <laughs> listen to that song on purpose ever in my life. I like, listened to it once just because I felt like I was supposed to. And I haven't listened to it I've since. never listened to this song all the way through because I just can't. I was at work and it came on the playlist and I was like, you know what? This this is the perfect time. If I'm working with my hands, I can't change the song right now anyway. It's like some songs, some songs you hear and it's like the artist is like, this is a good idea. <laughs> and it may be good and it may not. But some songs like this one, Somebody, I feel like somebody came to the artist and said, this is a good idea. <laughs> and when that happens, it really goes well. They lied. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're dealing with like one of these one of these producers or A&Rs that, got a, that really got an ear and nose for this shit. Like, I feel like somebody was like, oh, yeah, the names, Eminem, Beyonce. That's automatic all they saw, hit. yeah. Yeah, automatic hit. It's like, nah, B. Because they definitely, because, I mean, I'm not, because... I totally believe that Eminem and Beyonce could do a great song together. But, like, that's just not the one, B. Like, I don't know. But it's just a lot of this. I just really ain't into this. Mm. Like, the Slim, like, Marshall Mathers LP, Slim Shady LP, like, all this shit. Like, and even with that, that shit went bro, hard as fuck to me. This shit came I out. I still of, listen to it now. I just pulled it up, that Walk on Water shit. And this shows, this is why, this is my gripe with, I guess, record labels. Because they knew those two names would sound together. Sound good together. One week later, thirty-three million views. I mean, I can't. I wouldn't. So that's run. what that. I'm sure that's what that exec think, thinks about. They don't care. Well, like, yeah, to but tell I, but that's the thing, though. I I don't think 
I never really understood this whole like anybody's really gripe with with record labels. They're businesses, and they're yeah. supposed to do what businesses do. And you Make sign, money. you sign the contract. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You you hired that lawyer. You took on that manager. You did all of that. Like I can't really get mad at them. That's what they're so. That's what a label is supposed to do. But you're supposed. But if you especially people like Eminem and Beyonce. Yeah. Like, we know that they have enough clout yeah. to where they can stay, where they can make sure that they make a better song, you know? And, but like, when referring to these other artists, some of them, they don't have the clout and it's like, that's on you to make sure that you got the clout, that you put out good music, solid music so that you have a following so that you got some pull when that person comes to you. Say, hey, put MC Fuckity Fuck on the record. <laughs> and, you be like, nah, bro. Let's put it on the Fast and Furious 12. <laughs> it's gonna be a hit. Yeah, that shit is that's unfortunate. Yeah. But uh pray for Tyrese. I know we ain't talking about that. I just want to make sure that yeah, people Yeah, we'll we'll drop that. I just want to make sure that people is praying. We'll gather hands and pray for that man. Praying that's it. For your boy. I don't even I'm so exhausted. I don't know what the latest is. You know? I don't know. Well, I know he uh he he got uh fifty fifty custody. All right. So yeah, it's, So the it, videos didn't hurt as much. Yeah, it didn't hurt. So like it's so so he got Shayla, so... Got Shayla. That's all that matters at the end of the day, that yeah, baby. All is well. Now I hope he just goes away. Yeah. Just, just go away. Just go away and just make movies, B. Be quiet. You know, Benny hey, Hines, you can get bro, your chef Houston, back. Man. Houston makes some really good music. What is Hell it? Hell yeah. What is it? Uh, Signs of Love? That song. Signs of Love, man, yeah. I still drop that. That whole album goes in. Right yeah. That whole album. Then they had a song with Chico the Bar. No, that was Joe. I'm tripping. Yeah, it's Joe. Yeah. I'm confusing you my dark. Confusing them dark, dark skin bald niggas. Things, right? <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? Oh shit. Yeah, but I hope R and B makes a comeback though, like real R and B. Because right now, it's only a few in the play. Neo Soul field. is doing like Soul. Neo Soul is doing his thing, but like R and B, like you just gotta go find it. Like you gotta go find yeah, like Kim Tank. and Tank. Tank is a lot of still. Like, a lot of fucking in there, but it's still real R. I mean, that's a lot of R. B. Though, yeah, that's like uh, half R. B. Yeah, Trey. To me, Trey's still around, man. Trey songs. Yeah, I like Trey. Like, and, and I've I mean, I've I'm I don't want to say I'm just a Trey songs fan, but I just really don't. I haven't heard any music from him lately. His, his well, he dropped that album, but his strongest is his to me is his mixtape game. You gotta kind of really fuck with Trey to know, like that nigga mixtape game is where the you... mixtapes are better than the fucking albums, bro. <laughs> like he got this what's called the anticipation series, yeah. anticipation one, anticipation two, anticipation two, nigga, that shit is amazing. And then he dropped anticipation three, and that shit was hard too. Yeah. Before this last album, I don't think this was Trigger. I can't remember what this last one was, but um, yeah, man. Trey out, you know, yeah. Trey out. And here. I know you, I know you said you ain't got time. That ain't Chris Brown album, though. That. I forgot about that. That Chris Brown <laughs> album is. I hope you forgot is about nice. it. Is it? Like, I might have. To it's try nice, it, man. but you know what the game? What, what I personally feel, I could be wrong. I'm as I often am, but I, I feel like the R and B game. Yeah. Right now, it's missing my nigga Lloyd because he makes a he makes a feature. He drops a feature on a track here and there, and it's like. What? Where is this nigga been? Like what he did on Childish Gambino, and then who? Yep. Who was he just on? He was just on um, whose song? Whose project? I was just listening to a project, and he was on it. He's. I think he's one of the super underrated. But let me tell you how true I am about it. Like love. I have that Southside album on yes. vinyl. Me, me on the Southside. I can slow that bitch up. <laughs> 
reverse it, mix it. Daddy, just don't know. Bro, I got that album on vinyl for that very reason. And you know who else I'm missing, man? And I don't know what he doing, but Marcus Houston. Yeah, Marcus Houston. I mean, it's a whole bunch of like allegations. Yeah, that's why he disappeared. Yeah, and then I think he's just like falling back. (sighs) But his albums were great. Mattress music, great. Like, the album with Naked, I can't, it might have been called Naked. Um, that album oh, was Oh, yeah, I think it was. Fire, yeah, that man. was a good album. I do remember that. The tan cover, he just shirtless like, yeah, I did this whole. Like, that album was, like, I like Marcus Houston. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, I feel like when R&B does good, hip-hop does better. I feel like they, mm. they it's a symbiosis, a yin and yang. Yeah, a little like, synergy. They feed happen. off of each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying they come from the that. they they're bred from the same place. You know what I'm saying it's just if you can't sing <laughs> you you rap. That's you know why the game needs to take T Pain, bro. T Pain is the truth, a very underrated artist. First Niggas album to me, rapper turned singer. That says everything. So he can, he's able to see both of those dichotomies. He could really bridge that and make it make everything come back like it needs to. Like yeah, the niggas the niggas the truth. Yeah. After three rings, his his catalog got shaky, but rapper turned singer was. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was fire. The three rings was good though. Three rings was good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. But the one before of course the one between Rapper Turn Singer and um Three Rings. Yeah. That was the one that was kinda like the the that was the one with, you know, yeah. I'm sprung and bartender and all that shit. So. Yeah, well I fucks with young Teddy Payne. That nigga goes hard. Yeah, he does. But yeah, I just been I just need to and as I'm sitting here thinking about, it, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of good R&B. I probably just have to go out of my way to find it. Yeah. Just like on, you know, do some SoundCloud digging, do some iTunes digging. To nigga Mac Wilds, his shit fire to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard him. Imani, his shit is fire. Um, Ro James. Division. Yes, the Division. That Division album. Division was, album. Um, her and him. Her, fuck him. <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck him. But his copycat ass. Bro. But the songs be good though. They you do. listen to them, they be good. That's though. why I be like, damn, him oh, this shit gotta be fire, but it's some whole ass shit though. But No, it is though, cause that cause for the longest I I, I couldn't listen to designer for the longest I couldn't listen to I couldn't listen to designer because of future. For the longest I couldn't listen right. to Trippy Red because of Lil Uzi for the longest it's but after a while it's just wear at you. It's like if the song is good, it's good. It's good, yeah. man. Like, uh, yeah, damn, so I, I but it's, it jams on the right at that right time. Like I'll put that shit on. I was listening to Division. I think on the way over here, um, Majid Jordan, they're Majid? cool. Or Majid is it Majid? Oh, no, I don't know. I'm Majid Jordan, you know Toronto. Toronto is blessing us, man. They sending some stuff down this way. Oh uh, yeah, and like it's crazy to me. I be hearing people talk about. I know we're talking about R&B, but like Belly, that nigga Belly goes hard than the bitch. Belly yeah, been I around. Have I listened to Belly? I think I have. You need to listen to Belly. But Belly's been around. I've heard of Belly before I heard of Drake. Belly's yeah. been around for a minute. He's like a he's an OG in the game, and it's it's just weird. It's like, like gold. How he has like this resurgence, or like American. Yep. Oh yeah, resurgence. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, well, that's gold link to me. With DC people be talking about gold link, gold crew, but I'm like that nigga. Had a few albums before y'all finally got to. Well, I used yeah, cause what song was that? Yeah, I was on Golding like 
I don't know. Cameron was probably like two years old, so yeah. take that for what it is. He's six now, so but, that was like at least four years ago. Yeah, but people seem it like oh, overnight set. Like nah, some of these niggas be out here quietly bubbling. But Belly was around. I know longer than even I think even that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Like those are the kind of artists I really like, man. To catch them before they all the way bubbling. It's like yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of niggas. This is one nigga that used to rap with fucking um Wiz Khalifa sometimes. The nigga went pretty hard, but then like he just disappeared. What's that nigga's name? Yeah, like the song called like Oh Yeah and Fuck. I cannot remember this nigga's name. I don't wanna hold up the podcast trying to remember. No, you good. But I can't remember. He had like a album, like a mixtape called like the Zebra Tape or something like that, or a Zebra. Uh you not talk- I know it's not like Chevy or anything like that. No, it's not Chevy. What's this nigga name? I don't know, fuck it. Yeah. But yeah, the nigga, I used to fuck with the nigga. I'm probably going to remember it as soon as we stop recording. Yeah. Nico, that's his name. Oh, yeah. I don't Nico, that know. nigga used to go hard. And I was like, I was a big-ass Nico fan. I thought that nigga was going to blow. Um, what happened? He just stopped? I don't know. Yeah, I guess he just stopped blowing. <laughs> Pause. But like, yeah. Pause. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a, I like that, like, Catching an artist. Because I remember like when nobody listened to Wiz Khalifa. I used to play this shit all the time. And I remember I would listen. I, I remember I used to listen to Wiz Khalifa. And niggas would make fun of me. Like, turn the shit off. And then he dropped that deal or no deal. And I, he had this one song. Uh, Don't go home because I'm going to go hard. Go yeah. hard. I'm going to go home. Yeah. I played that track for niggas. And every and I would turn. I would convert niggas into yeah. Wiz Khalifa fans that with that very hard. song. Yeah, and I remember like when Whiskey Leaf first, the first time he came to Dallas, niggas was not paying attention. People was on their phone talking to each other, having side conversations and shit like that. And I feel like I was one of the niggas that helped build this fan base. And I was like, <laughs> you like was there. a lot because people was coming in, and that's when like my studio was like really jumping. Like you know what I'm saying? So I had people constantly in and out. We was throwing parties and shit like that all the time. So I'm dropping Wiz and dropping the songs, the songs that like really go hard. And niggas was like, "Who is this nigga?" You know what I'm saying? I'm giving, with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm pointing them to the links and all that type of shit. And, and the next show he had, that was packed. That was like packed out. This was like a little bit before Cushion Orange Juice, but. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's a good feeling when you see a nigga come from, start from the bottom. And you was pushing him, like, I see this shit. Like, I see. Yeah. yeah like, I, I don't like J. Cole. Like, I remember. Yeah. That's yeah. me for Pac. I, or at least I feel like for Pac. Yeah. Like, I remember going to a J. Cole show yeah. and it was not any trouble. To get in or anything, <laughs> getting the tickets. Or now he's whatever. selling out the. I got the tickets for free. Now he's selling out AAC. Man. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Gillies, which is like a, a nice house venue, but it ain't nothing like he's doing now. Yeah, there man. Ain't no arena. He getting it. Yeah, but. Shout out to Cole, man. Napkin Cole. <laughs> Napkin Cole. Leon <laughs> Napkin. Man, but I'm, low, I'm just hoping that maybe the winner. Maybe some people would gift us. I want some more albums. It's just like really stick. I feel like the I feel like we started off twenty seventeen strong. We did, and I then did. I felt like the summer niggas just kind of like it was sprinkled. You had moments. Yeah, like like moments. I said, like SZA. Yeah, and but yes, I don't know. And then maybe I'm just being like a needy ass fan or whatever. Because it's a lot. There is a lot of music coming out, and I could do. I could probably do more. On my end to like find new artists and stuff yeah. like that, but yeah, yeah. But so life. it's but it's life. a it's life a little bit of busy. little push and pull on both ends. I do go out of my way though to look for music a lot because that frustrates me with a lot of people. We talk 
like um like uh my uncle, your brother in law. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you know what I'm saying, like you know, older heads, older especially older hip hop heads, a lot of time a lot of a lot of uh, the term that you hear a lot or phrases you hear a lot is like, you know, music these days or this music or the music that they playing now. It's like that doesn't even mean anything in twenty seventeen. It's like so what you're just all you're saying is the music uh, what you're saying is the music that you allow people to feed you. That's what yeah. you're saying when you say that shit. Because you can go on the internet and you can find anything. But that's the thing I'm realizing, man, is just getting to a point like the information's out there. You could drop your subtle reminders in those encounters if you feel like it or you don't yeah. have to. And it's just kind of like, to me, the conversation dies at a point. Yeah. It's kind of like, all right, there's nothing I can say to like flip Oh, this. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. Like, I'm going to let them live in their era and then entertain Man. it and like, and then try to find meat, you know what I'm saying, and, and spit out the bones. So he might drop a name of an artist or some shit that's on some old, like that's, that's why I have the hip hop knowledge I have is because of those kind of conversations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just try to stick to that. Yeah, we need to get yeah. we need to get him on we need to yeah. get him on the podcast. Cuz he could drop so. some science. Like don't get it yeah. twisted. We saying what we saying, but this nigga yeah. nigga will have have you trying to look up some shit that ain't even on Apple Music. Yeah. I know, he's just a cool guy to have yeah. conversations with period. Yeah. But well, I'm yeah. about music, but yeah, he a good guy. Yeah, but that's a Yeah, but I was just using him as an example cuz he's just one of cuz he's one of the people that doesn't he doesn't. I mean, because he's not even trying to. He does. Don't get me wrong. He's not even trying to hear. It. He he knows what he wants to hear, and he goes for it. So it's not like he's starving for music. But on the on the rig, I come across people that are like, man, I can't even get into hip hop anymore because of this music. Right. We had this conversation before. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be redundant, but yeah, like it's crazy to me because it's, it's like you can hear whatever, whatever you want, but people want you to think for them. People want you to find whatever for them. It's like you go into the radio. For your music, it's like it's crazy. You have a computer in your pocket, B. You have a computer more powerful than the than the fucking rocket that supposedly took man to the moon. Oh, drop supposedly. Well, I think it. I think we did go to the moon. Okay. I just know a lot of people don't. Okay. <laughs> so. I was just wondering. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't give a shit about that part. Like, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter, really. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I just gotta be We're inclusive. We love you, people out there. You know what I'm saying? PSA to all of my for the free listeners. For all three of you out there, I care. Open this five. I care about your opinion. So if you're a conspiracy theorist, I just want to be sensitive to you and your feelings. Or bring some questions in. Let's talk about that shit, man. I, I actually like kind of getting into it. Those a little bit with those conspiracy theorists. It's just fun. Yeah. Just and especially right is. now, you know what I'm saying? Well, we before get at us while we don't have no super famous guests. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm clapping my hands. Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get get at us, B. You know what I'm saying? Clap emoji. Before we get these famous people on, because, you know, you might be a regular Joe Schmo, and we might just have a conversation with you. You can call in or Skype us or whatever, <laughs> and we can have a conversation. But once you we on, fuck. but once we get on, we can't, no conversations with the regs. You cocky fuck. <laughs> Nigga, I'm still fucking with the regs. Yeah. Eventually, yeah, we, we might have to stop being for the free and just be like, for the for the low? Bro. For the, for the reasonable? You already coming with the back talk with five people listening? For the reasonable? <laughs> fuck it, back talk. <laughs> back segment. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I'm with it. Nah, but real talk, I love y'all. Listen to me. Support me, please. Much appreciated, man. Yeah. yeah. I think that's it, man. 
I don't think I'm out for the night. <laughs> this yeah. working, this working nine to five, capitalistic, fucking hamster wheel, bro. Yeah, for you. Yeah. Think about to be out. Well, yeah. Same time next week, man. Uh, thank y'all again for tuning in. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.